The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just got back from a trip to the Shadow Realm. Welcome, Jacob. Hey, that was, that was, just, I don't, don't remind me of that, dude. That was just a, a bad time in my life. Come on, man. Be sensitive to my feelings, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who just got was like, man, he, he found this necklace and it was called the Millennial Ring. Be like, he just had to have it because, man, it just looked good. Be like, it was all styling and jazz and all that. So, yeah, now he's possessed by a demon. Welcome, Drew! I don't have that anymore. Oh, thank it caused too, Lord. It caused too many issues. All my friends disappeared for no good reason. Yeah, that's why you were in the Shadow Realm, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> anyway. I, 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 one thing, I know it wasn't his fault because he was being possessed by the, by the thing. <laughs> this is all nutty as a fruitcake. Joining us tonight is uh, a man who believes in the heart of the cards. Welcome, Dallas. Hello. So excited to be here with you guys. I'm really confused about how Jacob survived the Shadow Realm, but hey, rock it out, buddy. That's awesome. <laughs> was it the power of friendship uh, that brought you out of it, my man? Apparently, <laughs> so someone got the got him all set up that brought me back. Right, which is always a good thing. It's fair. It's fair. We, we didn't get we didn't get stuck somewhere because you know Dila did something. <laughs> Thankfully, Thankfully, this time. <laughs> oh man, hang on! I'm bringing up the uh, the uh, trivia, trivia because we do have a trivia question this yes. week. Trivia. Uh, this week's trivia is. In, who in Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions' English dub is not voiced by the same voice actor as on the show? Do you know, Jacob? I have no idea! <laughs> Any clue, Dallas? Uh, uh, I think it's uh, Tristan. Because no. his voice sounded weird. Hmm. Nope, that was Tristan's voice in the show. Okay. I double-checked it. Okay. Then Who was, was it? it Mokuba? Uh, Josh Adams got it correct when he said Solomon Muto, aka Yugi's grandpa. Oh, oh, he is he's voiced, voice. He's voiced by the same actor in this as Joey Wheeler. Nice. Okay, because the uh, actress or the actor who was playing him, I think it was an actor, uh, uh, played Solomon had passed between the end of the show and this movie, so they had to recast okay. him. Okay, that makes sense. That's sad to hear. Yeah, it's out of here, but it, it's what happens. It is what happens because I'm I'm watching the film. I'm like because I've watched like a few episodes of the the the, the animated series mm -hmm. and or the anime, let's say that. Right. And I'm like, okay. And then watching this movie, I'm just like, the grandfather sounds different. That must be the different voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. Mm -hmm. uh, Neko had also guessed that it was the main character whose name he didn't remember. Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> or Yugi, the main girl character. Tia. I did oh. say main character, not main girl. I thought I? you said main character. I meant main girl character. Oh, okay. So which I asked, do you mean Taya? Taya, that's right. Uh Neko did not answer, but Josh over on there said uh he could mean Taya or Mai. Of course, Mai is not even in this movie. Right. Mm. <laughs> so can't be her. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was grandpa. <laughs> so uh before we get too far into this, 
how are y'all doing today? Man, I'm doing very well. I've actually been off for this week. Uh, ever Lucky. Since, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm very grateful that I've, I work for a company for 21 years now, almost 21 years now. And uh, I've had the grace enough having to be able to, I can get off when I need to and just relax and work on projects and uh, work on a uh, Patreon art exclusive thing right now. And hopefully have that out by the end of the week and uh, get that started and just start something new. Just challenge myself to do something different and uh, look forward to doing that. And uh, if you guys are interested, just I'll link the I'll put a link where to the doodads wherever whenever i get that done and just let people know so other than that i have been walking a lot of walking because i like to walk uh not in the middle of heat because if you if you know anything about the east texas area upper east texas louisiana area it is a sweltering mess and i don't want to have a heat stroke and someone you know have to call 911 because i've passed out in the sidewalk yeah, yeah we don't do want that. that either no yeah so yeah, I've I've been having a very good time. Um, it's very hard not for me to just walk around and do everything because that's what I do for my job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's 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 very interesting just lounging around and doing nothing for hours. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Drew? Pretty much the same, except I have been working. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing different things here or there, but I'm actually more interested in what Dallas has been doing. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing, Dallas? I've been working. Um, so there we go. <laughs> uh, we're all envious of you, Jacob. Welcome to the show. Uh, so, <laughs> no, uh, I've been rock and rolling over here at Geek Devotions. Uh, we just finished Anime April, uh, which was a lot of fun and uh, we covered a lot of cool stuff. We had some really cool guests on our podcast, and um, we had a cosplayer named Paris. Uh, and, um, she's a she's a cosplayer but she's also a christian so we kind of talked about kind of the walking in her faith and all that kind of stuff uh mm-hmm. with what she does and being that war in that world and then we had a really great devotion brought to us by a guy named his his name uh is charles but he goes by tweak and um hmm. uh, he is the uh, guy who is in charge of beneath the tangles which is a uh christian anime uh review website and uh fantastic stuff coming out of there and he brought a great devotion about my hero academia and um so that was a lot of fun and uh we've just been you know rock and rolling over here um lord's opened up some cool blessings that we're going to reveal to folks here in a while uh for us here at geek devotions and then uh um i don't think i've stopped working at my church i'm the transition of doing something that i don't like (laughs) that's learning new equipment (laughs) i haven't learned how to use a mac and so um Oh, I don't envy you going back to a Mac. <laughs> I, I so badly just want to reprogram the keyboard and move at least the the Apple key to where the control button is. Uh, uh, I understand <laughs> that. I really do. You're, you're, you're talking to the guy who, when I was in school and we had to use Macs up there to learn all the graphic design stuff, right. I got so fed up with how the cursor on the mouse moved. Mm-hmm. I went in and re didn't reprogram, but I changed all the settings to act more like a Windows mouse. Heck yes. Get that right click, baby. Because <laughs> I couldn't stand the way it was working. And then I just started bringing my own mouse because I hate the Apple mouse. Yeah, I'm about to get rid of my Apple mouse and just pull up my ball mouse that I use because I'm so much better at that. <laughs> I hear you, dude. So, but yeah, man, that's just what we've been doing. And uh, church, doing, in fact, my church this morning was really cool. My pastor uh, went down to our local elementary school and, uh, 
it's kind of the we're in the, we're in the final weeks of school here in uh in Caddo Parish. Mm-hmm. And my pastor did a coffee bar for the teachers, and uh, Ooh, he was making fun. pour overs and he was doing lattes for all the teachers. My pastor is a he's a coffee coffee aficionado. He actually he roasts hmm. his own beans and sells them. And uh, really, and so he was out there blessing the teachers today. And uh, next week we're preparing for an event at another school, uh, doing a field day for him. So yeah, man, we don't stop. <laughs> Most ministries don't. <laughs> yeah. So, Jacob, do you have any interrogation questions uh, for Dallas? Yes, I do, actually. All right. So, for mo- our, our, our listening and our listening. For audio- everyone paying attention at the and moment. And paying attention at the moment. <laughs> and for our, for our audio, audio, listen, audio listeners, we have this segment where, we, where I interrogate or ask our, our, uh, our guests, like, what kind of like random questions they have not been cued in on these or they, they don't have time to think on these. So it's more just be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And just be like, we get their natural reaction to it. So Dallas, uh, Jacob, if let me think donkey, <laughs> donkey. Okay. <laughs> um, so we, since we are doing Yu-Gi-Oh, a Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh movie, actually the, the third and last one, I believe there might be another one coming out. You never know. It's the last one that's come out, and it yes. is the third one, and only the second one that Japan actually it was their idea because the first Yu-Gi-Oh movie was 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 a four kids' idea. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. okay, didn't know that. We we can talk about we can talk about four kids later. We we can get into all that kind of stuff here in a minute. Oh, four kids is going to be coming up. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so so for someone like me who doesn't understand the the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, be like I've watched a few episodes just to get myself kind of familiarized with the the series or familiarized with the movie, what have you. Um. You watched from the first season, didn't you? Yes, I watched from That's the first season. That's when it said it's most normal. <laughs> uh, um, so if if you were if you were transformed it transported to the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, what what character would you want to hang out with? Would I want to hang out with? Uh le- yes. legitimately Yugi because he's a nerd and um I, I appreciate nerds and geeks quite a bit. And, um, <laughs> and, um, plus it won't be dull because technically he has multiple personalities. So, you know, one personality Hank gets bored with talks to the other dude. It'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to call, if you want to call being possessed by a Pharaoh from 10,000 years ago, <laughs> yeah. um, different personality. Sure. Right. Legitimately, <laughs> but like, like I like playing, uh, trading card games. Like it's, it's something I enjoy doing. Oh. It's expensive, but I enjoy doing it. Uh, when I can, right. and so uh, Yugi seems like the type of person that I would naturally hang out with. He's kind. Uh, he seems like the type of person. If I don't understand, he'd explain it to me. And so he just seems like a fun guy. Um, the rest of the crew, they're cool. You know, I think I'd want to punch Joey in the face a couple times. Um, <laughs> I'm just like you're no, not from all. Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, before you ask your next question, we have one from the audience. Ah, okay. Uh, Francisco from Retro Rewind Podcast asks for Dallas, who wins? Gundam or Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, which Gundam? That's our question back to him. I don't think it just, matters. Just giant Gundam. robots fighting guys with playing cards. <laughs> well, I mean, after seeing the, the dual decks in this one, I mean, it might be up in the air. Uh, <laughs> but those are holograms. 
you saw that man fly across the room, and I'm sorry, but the, very, the, very well made hologram. Spoiler for yeah. everyone: the shadow realm was actually the America's way of going. Oh, we can't let people die. Yeah, they went to the shadow realm. They didn't die at the end of this card game. <laughs> yeah, but they, you just never see them again. I still don't oh, understand. Believe, <laughs> oh, believe me, I'm going to be going into this in depth when we get to trivia. Oh, oh my god! Because I, I had, I had questions. Because it's been a long time, and don't I was we like, all? I was like, "How did this get started?" Oh man! Wow! <laughs> is the trivia going to involve the story it, of how this, how the manga came about? Is a trip. How about season zero? How about that? Oh, that's how I first knew about it. Oh my man! Season zero. What? Yes. We will get there when we get there. <laughs> okay. I don't want to jump ahead too quickly. Okay. All so right. continue your All question. Right. Assuming Dallas is done asking, answering is <laughs> whether Gundam or Yu-Gi-Oh wins in a battle. All right. So uh, do you know the, the uh, with the 2022 movie season coming out or continuing as it is, what is the anime movie you were looking for, looking to that's in theaters or streaming somewhere? What is the what is the movie you're looking forward to the most? Uh, animated movie. Animated movie. Uh, coming mm-hmm. out in 2022. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I really, even though I have not watched any of the series yet, I really want to watch Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. Um, I, you haven't watched any of, of Dragon Ball Super So I'm yet? trying to let my wife catch up. And Fair. we only have so much mm-hmm. time in the day, plus everything Fair. else we do with Geek Devotions. We watch some episodes, and I am enjoying it. Uh, the bits I've seen, I have one of the movies, and um, but I don't. Are, are you are you watching Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z Kai? Uh, I can't. Uh, where can I watch Kai legally? I mean, I have it on Blu-ray. I mean, <laughs> I, I, might I believe it's on Crunchyroll. All right, if it's on Crunchyroll, we may go ahead and ju- jump onto that so we can fast forward through things because. Oof, that not to filler. mention the voice acting is a ton better in Kai. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is true. So yeah, Dragon Ball but Super, can, or actually, yeah. uh, I forgot this one was coming out, but the uh, the superhero dog one, the DC. Oh, yes. yes. That just looks Super stupid Pets. League fun. of Super Pets. Yes. <laughs> I, that's one I'm looking forward to. It just yeah, looks Keanu fun. Keanu Reeves is Batman. <laughs> yes. Yes, which just worked for some All I can say is Yes, there's a part of me that still wishes Nick Cage was playing Superman. Oh my, oh my gosh, <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been ironic. Since he was originally going Slated to be Superman to, at one point. Right? Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been a good one. Oh my gosh. Uh, so here's another one. Okay. So if you be like, obviously, be like, you you have a, a fondness for you know the uh the the nerdy geek culture right you know hint geek devotions <laughs> yes. uh so if you had one combo character if it had been adapted into a uh, live action movie or not animated what have you in an animated character that you had to be like they had to fight or something like who those characters would be all right go comic book character versus anime character in a live action movie yes yeah, Oof. live action or animated, whatever. Okay, um, I I always want to see a good representation of Cable uh, from the comics uh, because Cable is one of my favorite comic book characters of all times, and so mm. and uh, Deadpool two was a tragedy, and so 
<laughs> so I'm just saying the Cable and Deadpool comics were a lot better than that movie. Yes. And so, uh, Cable. I still haven't seen it. And then have Cable fight. I'm trying to think who would be a good, would be a good mashup with that, with who Cable is in anime itself. Um, man, that's a tough one for me. Um, my brain just stopped functioning. Three, two, one. Uh, reset. What's the name of the what's What's the name of the main character from Full Metal Panic? Because that's the one that's coming to my mind. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I was thinking about that too. At the same time, just because it'll be fun. Uh, Ed from Full Metal Alchemist. Um, oh, that would be good. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be pretty neat. And so that would be interesting. Cool. So who so who do you think between Cable and Ed who would win? Um. My money would probably be on Cable because he's a strategist. Um, Ed, though, mm-hmm. with his alchemy abilities, might jack some things up. But push comes to shove. Um, Cable just will will sacrifice a little bit of his body to the uh, techno-organic virus and just, you know, basically mind-wipe Ed with his uh, psychic uh, abilities. Okay. Right. Mm, cool. Because uh, for me, be like, I'm, I'm not really be like, growing up because i didn't really read comics yeah because i was always like ooh, pretty pictures because I'm, I'm a comic i'm an art guy and uh having reading disorders was really tough for me yeah growing totally. up so <clears throat> the 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 only real experience i have of cable is watching the carts the, the animated series back in the 90s like, yes. the x-men like, series yeah huh the x-men series yeah the x-men series where it was be like I'm cable. I'm from the future. I work alone. That thing. Like, that's the only thing I got from the guy. I was like, okay, you're kind of a jerk. Oh my gosh. I get that. I get that. Totally. I know he's a lot more complex than that. He's, he is. You, you need to check out the uh, X-Force comics where um, he leads the X-Force. And uh, he's really interesting. <laughs> like he is kind of like this lone wolf, the guy, but at the same time, he's like one of those. Uh, oh, the future's crap. Uh, let me train up some teenagers so that that it's a little bit better, and so they survive. Hmm. Okay. So he's Zordon. Uh, yeah. Only teenagers with attitudes. Only he actually does stuff, and the kids already had powers. Okay. Okay, uh, okay that's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Think of it like a he's more of a an edgy, more effesh, uh, more effective uh, Professor Xavier. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. And one more. What was your fa- what was uh, what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Oh man, growing up, favorite. And it can't be an anime. And it can't, it can't be an anime. Cannot be an anime. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yes. Um, my favorite cartoon growing up. It's a toss up <clears throat> between the X Men cartoon that we just talked about and yeah. Batman the animated mm-hmm. series. Oh, good choices. Both. Good choice. Mm-hmm. I feel like they both mm, have Fox this... kids is very happy with your choice. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> hey, man, I had three channels on my TV. OK, so <laughs> amen to that. Brother. I understand that. I had two. <laughs> I had two. two. I, I technically had 11, but most of those were repeats. So <laughs> if I had the aluminum foil just right, I got four and I was in a good place that day. Oh, but <laughs> very nice. But like like X-Men and Batman the Animated Series, I think they did a great job balancing the um keeping it appropriate for a younger age at the same time something mm-hmm. that's complex that as you got older you could appreciate more and then just stylistically they were beautiful i mean they were just really well done mm-hmm. yeah. stories and uh until the later seasons of x-men it was spot on 
uh, Batman until they made that weird switch over to the animated adventures of Batman. Um, it was cool. Uh, and then because they wanted the, they wanted the match Superman uh, yeah. and plus they got rights back from Fox. Yeah. So or they had to make a new show, but they still tried to keep it in continuity. I'm still not 100 percent sure on how that story. Went. It, it's still continuity. <laughs> it's still continuity. Uh, so kind of marks. kind of go, you know, continuity. <laughs> I, I watched an entire entire uh, channel on YouTube. that's literally all about continuity in the DCAU. Wow. Which is like, okay, guys, you're driving yourself nuts. <laughs> Either or. So I, I wanted to bring this into be like, if Drew, if you had to pick and be like, if it was between X-Men, the animated series and Batman, the animated series, which one would you pick? Oh, you're evil. Yes, I am. <laughs> you evil. must choose and choose wisely. Can't call death. Okay. I, I'm just going to say, I think Batman, the animated series was written better. So I'm going with that. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I would do the same. I, I absolutely love Batman the Animated. Don't get me wrong. I still loved. Yeah, yeah I love. I'm X, lo- X-Men. I love X. Still but, love X Men. But you, you can tell that the same writing team who would go on to write the first couple seasons of Power Rangers wrote X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, like, like the later seasons of X Men fell off. Like the writing changed up. The art was was bad. Um, and see, I don't remember what the last couple seasons of X Men are like, oh, and I'm only good. just now going back through it for the first time since I was a child. So mm. make sure you watch them in the right order, because in the last couple seasons, things are out of order because they couldn't get the finished product back from the production house in time for for premiering. Dude, really? the first season has episodes out of order. That, that is true. <laughs> I have learned this because <laughs> I was trying to figure out earlier this week. Why did y'all rebuild the X Mansion the second time in this in this season? True, y'all just had it rebuilt. Had very, it get destroyed very true. Oh, that's right. These two episodes went back here. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, like going back, be like watching the shows we loved as a kid. Because mm-hmm. uh, there again, I started rewatching like Thundercats because Thundercats was a, my jam when I was little. I guess uh, He Man, He Man's great. Uh, but when you're watching from an adult perspective, you have, um, like you have the nostalgia trip just going over you, but then you're watching it as an adult and you were like, you appreciate everything that was going on or at the same time you're watching. It's like, what did I like the show again? <laughs> this was not a very good show. It had a good theme song. It That's had a good why theme. I liked yeah. it. Exactly. My cereal was the freshest at that point. That's why I liked it. <laughs> There we go. It was on right before Power Rangers came on. That's why I sat through Bobby's World. That's the only oh reason my gosh, I watched I Bobby's World. As, as a kid, I couldn't stand Bobby's World. I could Who not could? stand it. one of those thing, shows I don't know why it was on air. The only thing from Bobby's World I remember, and it's the funniest thing I remember from it, was there was a moment where his mom sends him up to go wash his hands. And she yells, up, she, uh, yells at him to wash his hands. So he goes up there. And you hear him talking, you hear the water running, and he's, his hands are behind his, his head, and he's washing his hands. And he goes, I don't know why mommy always tells me to wash my hands, wash behind my ears. Why can't I wash them in front of me like a normal kid? And I just <laughs> died. Yeah, there are elements but, of that. There are elements show. that are really good. Be like, it's uh, Howie Mandela who did that, Yeah, right? Yeah, it, and that's why there's at least some comedy in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway. Yeah, anyways, I think the... Uh, interrogation is over. Then we have one more question for Dallas. What have you been watching? Yes. <sighs> I've been watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Entangled uh, this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been watching Bleach, uh, Bleach on uh, on Hulu, uh, kind of reliving the, the early 2000s anime era. 
uh, lately. Uh, this mm-hmm. is something Celeste and I picked up. We're marching through. We're on episode 109, 110. And, uh, yeah, you're after where I dropped off. Yeah. So we're trying to get to episode 117 so we can watch the first movie. Um, and then uh, I think we're about to go watch the, at some point in the next couple weeks, we're going to watch the live action movie, which I was told is really good. So uh been watching a lot of that. Uh been watching uh Spy Family. Hello, that's an amazing show. Love that show. Yes. Protect Anya at all costs. That's all I gotta say. Uh yeah. That is a, an amazing show. Um and then also we've been watching um well we just finished watching Moon Knight. Uh, uh they just wrapped up Moon Knight. Mm. That's what we've been watching. Nice. I, I I'll see you I I Obviously, I still need to catch up with Moon Knight and a lot of the the uh, Marvel Cinematic TV series. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched all of them. I know, I know Drew's st- you're glaring at me. It's like I'm not you're glaring <laughs> at you. I know you're slow. Hey, dang, dirty. So you, you have? Did you ever get around to Mandalorian? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm slow at watching things. Okay, I get distracted very easily. Yes. No kid. <laughs> no shame, bro. Anyway, I'm that way with video games. <laughs> Uh, Jacob, what have you been watching? <laughs> All right, so ever since I have been watching, a, you know, everything else. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. I have pennies. I will throw them. Where am I? Anyway, what have you been watching? <laughs> what have been watching? Uh, so I can't be like for the for the life of me. What what was the uh? Help me out, Drew. What was the show that we watched at uh, Drew Chase's on Sunday? Now you're confusing me with Chase. I do it all the time. That's fair. <laughs> He's a different shape than I am. <laughs> I know this, but what was the show we were watching? We were, while we're- we were watching Log Horizon. <laughs> Log Horizon. Thank <laughs> you. Thank <laughs> you. What is happening? Is he square? No, no. Okay, so <laughs> is he an octag- octangle? Do you know Mark? Do you do you know Mark Lowry? Yeah. Do you know the comedian Mark Lowry? I do. You know that joke he has where he where he says he uh, when he and his dad stand together they look like the number ten. Oh, <laughs> that's how me and Chase would look like if we were standing next to each other. I got you. He's like, yeah, it's a good description. Uh, so yeah, we watched Lark Horizon, which is a very good show. Be like, it's. It's very much be like in depth world building, kind of like what I would describe with uh, like uh, Lord of the Rings or something like that, mm-hmm. where it's just like high high world world building and character and the whole bit. Despite the fact we have to stop every fifteen minutes and explain MMOs to you like every time that every is- they do something that's MMO ish. I'd be like, I don't even say anything. They stop and explain it. It's like okay, <laughs> because there's points in time where we're sitting there going. Dude, I really appreciate how they're actually using MMO tactics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? Because <laughs> they're again, I'm not a gamer. I'm not a gamer. Uh, MMOs, you have to be a special type of gamer to be into those. Apparently. You also anyway, a lot of time. Anyways. <laughs> so we watched that. I think we got to episode like 14. I have no idea what episode number we're on. Otherwise, I would have passed all y'all by now. <laughs> Because that's a that good a show. I would agree. I would agree. It is very good. Uh, so I watched a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I have I have very I have opinions about this show. <laughs> Definitely coming from someone who didn't grow up watching it to an adult who's uh, watching it for a review. Right. And I, I have be like 
I'll get I'll get into the my I my thoughts on the TV show when we get into the review proper. Right. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of uh, Star versus the Force of Evil on Disney Plus, and I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy this show. There, there's some things like what in the world? Be like, are they they kind of put these these uh, story points in, and they haven't touched them yet? I'm like, are you gonna get back to that? <laughs> be like, it's right over here. It's right over here. Be like, touch it. Come on, do something with it. And they don't. The, you have to wait till the end of the season. Apparently. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch the show. Yeah, I th- I'm Much. thoroughly. Uh, I'm in season two right now. Ever since I'm I'm on vacation right now, I'd be like, I'm just binging it. It's just like, it's so good. Right. And it's fun. It's different. And uh, it's it's definitely more. It's a more modern animation movie and American animation. And uh, so with the. Uh, with the the current cal or that era cal arts uh, art style, am I right? Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, you got it right. Okay, yeah, I was just trying to I was trying to confirm I wasn't saying something wrong. <laughs> if you had, I'd have corrected you. Thank you, thank you. I'm always double checking myself because I don't want to say something wrong, or sometimes I will say something wrong, and this guy will politely correct me. <laughs> it is what it is. That is true. That is true. No, not the hand. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of that. Obviously watching um, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure season two. Uh, I've already watched all of the season. I just absolutely love that season. Love it. Series. Love it to death. It's so good. Um, Casey was wondering why we decided this one. Heath yeah. Because <laughs> Disney, Disney Plus, whatever, or Disney in general, Disney Channel just didn't give this series any love whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, gave it three seasons worth of love. So it gave, but eventually, from what yeah. you told me, yeah, there, there's a lot of like they they put it out like it took them six months to do this and six months to do this. It was off air for like a year and a half. Rem- but remind me to rem- to go over how weird Mageddon hit on Gravity Falls, and we'll talk. Oh, that yeah. took a year for those four episodes to come out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Gravity Falls is good too. Love Gravity that, Falls. That's on the list eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I discovered a YouTube channel that I absolutely just love. It's uh, called The History Chronicles. I'm a huge history nut. I love history. And so there's to be like it's it's kind of a spinoff from another show. And it's it's the host. He's he's primarily the voiceover, mm-hmm. the 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 voice. Mm-hmm. And he's got this very very eloquent British voice. It's very it, it, it works perfect for what the platform is. And right. It's just be like all kinds of history. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to watch all of this. This is so good. Right. And it just be like all, all the history nerdy stuff in me. It's just like, ah, I gotta get it all. I gotta catch them all. I gotta get the cards, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but either or, either or, I just wanted to plug, uh, the, the history chronicles on YouTube. They're really okay. good. If you're a history nerd. Uh, so yeah, that's all I've been watching. So what about you, Drew? Well, like I said earlier, I am going through X-Men again. I, I'm um, almost finished with season one. I think I've got like one episode left because oh. I literally just finished uh, Days of Future Past. So, yeah, that's where I'm at there. Uh, I, I'm i not surprised, but slightly disappointed. Neither one of y'all mentioned what I consider to be the breakout romantic comedy of the year, anime-wise, that being Love After World Domination. I've yet to watch it. You you've told me about this several times. Yeah, for those who don't know, this is the uh, 
Power Rangers Romeo and Juliet is what it looks like it's going <laughs> to be. Of course. Of course. I, I'm just hoping it doesn't have that tragic an ending. <laughs> but uh, I am absolutely loving that show. <laughs> Good. Uh, also, I am working my way back through uh, Ascendance of a Bookworm. One of my f- I read oh, I read yeah. three of these books, and I was planning on finishing those before I ever watched the anime. And then I just decided to give up and watch the anime. Um, But I'm enjoying that. And I think other than that, that's pretty much what I've been watching. Okay, cool. We got any news? Uh, News. Let Let me pull up the news real fast. All right. So this one was interesting. Uh, So. I'm pretty sure most of our audience and I'm pretty sure Dallas is familiar with the movie uh, Gremlins. Yeah. Okay. So be like, obviously everyone be like, for most people know, be like, you know, Gremlins, Gremlins 2, the new batch, uh, which were just fantastic, fantastic movies. So apparently I um, didn't watch them until I was an adult, so I don't get it. Oh, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's a great movie. You haven't seen it. Go watch it. It's on HBO Max, I think, right now. Hmm. If you are subscribed to that. Uh, so speaking of HBO Max, they're doing a upcoming HBO and HBO Max original series, Gremlins, The Secret of the Mogwabs. And uh, there's really not a whole lot of information about this. They tell who the cast is, what the general. They don't even tell what the story is about. They're just telling me like, oh, it's directed by this, produced by this, blah, 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 blah. So it's just more like, hey, we're getting a Gremlins animated series on HBO Max, which is sounds fun. All right, so uh, Pixar has revealed their their new uh, their twenty their twenty seventh feature featured film, Elemental, which is to be released on June sixteenth, two thousand twenty three. Uh, if you want information about, it, go to um, uh, one go to pick go to uh, go look it up. It seems like a good. It's. I thought I put the premise on here, but apparently I didn't. <laughs> did I? No, I did not. What if the elements had feelings? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there it is. All right. When what? When when fire, water, land, and air resonance live together, a a they come a, together and form Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So here here's the synopsis for everybody. All right. Uh, the film journeys along an un- unlikely pair, uh, Emery and Wade, in a city where fire, water, fire, water, land, and air. Yo, Joe! But no heart. <laughs> no heart, apparently. <laughs> uh, residents live together. A fury young woman and a go-with-the-flow go guy are, are about to discover something elemental. Uh, how much do they actually have in common? That's the synopsis for this. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, sounds interesting. I have no idea what they're really playing for this, but it's it sounds interesting. It's something new that's Pixar. Pixar's always very good. Um, Pixar, in some ways, is... Uh, I have mixed it's feelings different. about Pixar. I, I've, always, yeah. I've always had mixed feelings about Pixar. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, going on to another one. This is coming out from... This is coming from Apple TV. This is exclusive from Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this was re- the this teaser was released on Friday thirteenth, uh, and it's not a horror. It's not horror or anything. Wow, missed opportunity. Missed but opportunity there. <laughs> All right, so uh, they put out a teaser for the upcoming uh, feature Luck, 
which is an Apple original film uh, through Skydance Studios or Skydance Animation. Animation. Uh, apparently, it's about a cat named a lucky cat named Bob, who's a black cat with a charming Scottish accent. Uh, uh, takes us to the foot, the surefoot tour of the industry land of luck. Uh, luck is the set premiere uh, worldwide on Apple TV on April 6th. Synopsis, Lucky is a story of Sam Goodfield, a, the unluckiest person in the world. When she stumbles upon the never-before-seen land of luck, Sam sets out on a quest to bring some good luck home to her best friend. But the humans don't not the humans not allowed in this world. Her only chance to team up with the magical friends who live there. So that is all the info I have for on news. Hmm. All right, getting into our spoiler-free thoughts on Yu-Gi-Oh: The Dark Side of Dimensions. Uh, Dallas, you're our guest. What are your spoiler-free thoughts on this film? Uh, spoiler-free thoughts. Um. It's a good. Sh- it's a good uh, continuation of the series, in my opinion. A good wrap up of the series as a whole. Like if mm-hmm. you watch the entire series all the way through, there's some important. Th- there's something really big that happens at the end of the movie. Uh, I mean, at the end of the show, that I was worried about this movie ruining. I'll get into it later with our when we talk about like what we liked and didn't like necessarily. Um, and I appreciate though that they didn't spoil what happened at the end of the, of the series in this movie. Cause oftentimes when, cause this is a sequel series, this takes place a year yeah. after the show ended. And so hmm. when they do those kind of things, they have a tendency to go, let's make up stuff. And, um, and they kind of did, but it was worked, but there was some, there was a key aspect of the, of the ending of the series that um, they did not screw up. And I appreciated that. I really did. I felt like it held to, uh, to, to pun the phrase, the heart of the show. <laughs> Duche. Thank you. <laughs> I have to admit that I did not watch the last season of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I en- ended at the Domino City arc. Right. Or Battle City arc, I guess, technically, mm-hmm. is what it was called. You know, about around the time of the fight on the blimp. That's the card game on the top of the blimp. That's where I checked out. Right. Uh, just because of age, and I was more interested in other things sure. in high school i think <laughs> happened but uh i admittedly did not know about how that ended until a couple seconds into the movie and they're explaining the backstory right uh so of those moments i thought they handled it very well because i don't think i was spoiled but i learned just what i needed to know yeah um but other than that, I thought it was a great continuation. It's just as ridiculous as I remember <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh being. <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh, I still don't understand how you get to a school for uh, card battling or right, or playing a children's card game on motorcycles after this. But, yeah, no. no. Uh, that, that's another conversation. I, yeah, that's another <laughs> conversation. But uh yeah, this is. I thought it was done very well. I enjoyed it. It, it was a fun movie. Uh, I think it was a little more, uh, shall we say, focused than Digimon Adventure Try was. <laughs> this is kind of doing the same thing. A little. Bit. I said a little more focused. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Why are you crossing your arms? I don't know. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, 
because uh, this actually feels like there's it tells a good story and there's not any drop plot points that I noticed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Jacob, what are your thoughts? Uh, let's see. Growing up, um, there are, you were a Digimon fan. We know that. I, I was a Digimon fan. Yes. Uh, I remember seeing something about Yu-Gi-Oh when I was growing up or gr- in my teenage years. And I was like, this looks like the dumbest thing ever. I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> let's just be, let's be frank here. I, was, I saw it. and I was like, this looks so dumb. I'm not watching this. I, I, I think I tried to watch one episode. I was like, no, thank you. This is just not, this is not my cup of tea. No, thanks. I'd be like, you can have your crumpets and everything. Be like, I'm going to do something else. So, uh, so in, in review, in, in heads up for this film, uh, obviously, obviously going into this, it was Dallas's idea of putting the, the hashtag out. Yes. Uh, kind of challenging us to do this. <laughs> and, uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. When you get people on our, we were getting raided with, be like you know whatever what was what was the hashtag again i can't remember give us you i think it was like watch Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah watch you because it was right after watching kanto <laughs> that is true sorry sorry i said that wrong in kanto, in kanto. No, it was hashtag give us <laughs> in kanto then hashtag Dallas, give us Yu-Gi-Oh. really cool kind of pushes to do that do what it was give Dallas? us give us Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> give us Yu-Gi-Oh. that's okay. what it was my thank apologies you. thank you thank you uh yeah thank you for doing that because that's been really cool uh that's that is that is interesting when you can get interaction from the audience, definitely from other follow mm-hmm. uh, podcasters. And that admittedly that is part of the reason why we're doing this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. For, for context, what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, so I am at I'm Walmart because I like to do a little toy hunting every once in a while. You mean Voldemort? Voldemort. Yes. It's the Voldemort. store that shall not be, be named. Yeah, Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, his, it's his company's competitor. Uh-huh. Not really competitor. No, it's not better at all. Uh, so I'm at Bald. I'm at Baltimore, Baltimore, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm just looking through. I'm looking through the uh, the movie section. He was always doing that, and they've got the new anime section. I'm like, they've got a Yu-Gi-Oh movie. I'm like, what if we do this one? So I, by I the way, by by anime section in that video department, we're talking about three spots on a shelf. Oh. No, 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 be like, no, 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 no. This is like an entire section, just yep. anime. Sorry, the whole shelf, the whole. <laughs> The whole there is show. not a lot of space where they can no, put movies no, in that no, store. No, no, no. There's, there's not. There's not. But this was a store in Tyler. Oh, this, never this mind. It's Tyler. I this thought you in this area. No. I thought you saw it in, here in Jayville. No, 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 no. But uh, so I, I saw the movie and I was like, you know what? What if I send that to Dallas and send it to Drew and be like, and, Drew, and Dallas was like, dude, game on. Let's do this. <laughs> and uh, Drew was like, okay, let's do this. And so this is where this. Happen. As long as we can fit it into everyone's schedule, exactly. We might as well. And so we're, I'm very grateful we did this because this was a very interesting film. And uh, I, I was uh, I bought it there, and then like I stepped over like a minute, and I saw the entire series of Neon Genesis Evangelion on Blu-ray. And that is a lot of orange. That's juice. a, <laughs> that's a <lot laughs> very different juice. anime. <laughs> yes very 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 different a a touch more pretentious just a little bit a little bit a touch bit more Uh, depression too yeah just just a little bit i think it's part of what i like about it uh this is why i say it's in my future at some point because i can't see him not making me watch oh yeah we'll watch it we'll watch it uh we we might we might uh do the rebuilds Mm, i've heard (laughs) those are worse yeah they they get the 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 fourth and final one is so baffling confusing 
it's not even funny because I watched it while I was over at my parents' place. Right. Over, I think. Well, the yeah. thing is, I'm going to have to watch it eventually because apparently the guy who directed that and also directed Shin Godzilla is making up a whole Shin cinematic universe and he's including Evangelion in it along with his Common Rider and Godzilla. I and, heard about this. Well, you know, when he and did, all the other stuff. When he did Shin Godzilla, he uh, a lot of his camera angles, live action camera angles, were emulations of what he did in Evangelion. Like he has, I knew that. Own, he has a very distinct uh, artistic style with his shots. Okay, which is sense. what made Shin Godzilla so interesting to me was the because it's they're not shots you normally see in live action films, so it was fascinating. Hmm. Anyway, cool. back to Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> All right, so back to Yu Gi Oh. Uh, so, so I, I I watched the film and I was like, wow, this is really impressive for someone who doesn't really know of the the large canon of the Yu Gi Oh series. Uh, I started watching a little bit of it, and honestly, I'm watching this is like, okay. I, I can't I cannot get past the cheesiness of this show. It's just like it's like seriously, they're doing this. The 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 point where I, I broke. I, I'm watching. I think it was episode six where they get invited to the island and Duelist Kingdom, huh? Duelist Kingdom, Duelist Kingdom, whatever it's called. And uh, the the little the little tweeb, little tweeb, be like who is Bakura, something like that. The the, the little chubby guy, oh, the little guy, Mokuba. I I don't know who he is. <laughs> You've gone over everybody I can think of. <laughs> well, he, well either, either, either way, who unless it's he, one of the, it's either the, the bug guy or the or the dinosaur guy. Probably the bug well, guy. No, no, no. He's he's short. He's got glasses. He's blonde hair. Bug guy. Bug guy. <laughs> bug guy. Okay, bug guy. I don't remember. His he's name. the bug catcher so, in Pokemon. Be like they're on the boat and he's just picking on Yugi for some reason. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you get these these cards in which he be, he beat Kaipo with. It, he literally throws them off the boat. And then uh, uh, Jersey guy goes after the cards. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Be like, hold on. Be like, you just let this guy do this. Be like, okay, one, these are from your grandfather. These are priceless cards. You do nothing to this guy. It's like, okay, you throw my cards over deck. I'm going to put you in the deck. What <laughs> <laughs> did you deck out the ship? And you're paying for these cards. Or you're, I'm going to throw you into the ocean. You're going to grab them for me. I'm going to haul you back. Well, admittedly, he does. That's where I stopped. <laughs> spoiler alert: He does beat the tail off that kid. Okay, good. An epic. Well, that, that's you know some good things come out of that. But either or, uh, going back to the movie at hand, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was one of those films where they give you enough information in this film where it's not you're so uh, overloaded with information you don't know, mm-hmm. and it's very much. Uh, outsider friendly Mm -hmm. kind of movie that gives you the information you need to understand who these characters are, what's going on. What, what is the, what is the, the, the deal with Yugi or they don't explain everything, but it's one of the, just gives you enough information where it's, you enjoy the film, you enjoy what they're doing. And I, the, I found the conclusion very well done. Mm -hmm. The, the animation of the movie is so well done. The, um, the the use of shading and lighting in this movie's world on and i've really enjoyed it for for someone who didn't really watch the show growing up Mm -hmm. and watched it as an adult and really didn't like it (laughs) uh but i appreciate for what it is uh but for the this movie oh my gosh (laughs) very well done oh yeah so yeah that is my spoiler free thoughts on Oh: the dark side of dimensions 
then we will jump into spoiling this thing when we get just to the other side of our bumpers. Don't forget that you can download... Download? Don't forget that you can't... Don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And at our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Every other week, join the Retro Rewind Pod as they travel back 15 or more years along the entertainment space-time continuum in their mission to review movies and games, establishing what is still worth your time today. Expect fun banter and trivial insights from Francisco and Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers, and rotating guest hosts who are all out of time. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all of Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions. Listener discretion is advised, or you'll go to the Shadow Realm. No! (laughs) Not the Shadow Realm! (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions was written and directed by Satoshi Kuwabara. And he has written, he, he's been doing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff recently, or within the last couple of years. But he's also written and, uh, or he directed many episodes of the Quintessential Quintuplets, which was an anime I tried for a while. Okay. It was a, another one of those love harem-esque shows where you knew that he had to pick one of them, but they're all twin, uh, uh, quintuplets. Oh. So oh. even though you saw oh. his bride in the, in the flashbacks, you don't know which one it is. <laughs> One of those things, and it's like, oh, yeah. Rachel, like, yeah, hello. Yeah. It's like, bro, you got over your head. Just walk away. <laughs> uh, it was also written by uh, Masahiro Hiko Kubo, who also wrote some episodes of Naruto Shippuden. I'm sure I said that name wrong because I never watched any Naruto. <laughs> so I don't know how to save any of the secondary suffix names. <laughs> And of course, it's based on the manga Yu-Gi-Oh! by Kazuki Takahashi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this isn't based on the card game. The card game is based on the manga, if you didn't know this. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Which doesn't look like the way it would work, but that's how it worked. Mm. More on that in a minute. Because money, (laughs) kids. Pretty much. Getting, Getting into the cast, 
the voice of Yugi Moto and Pharaoh Atem was Dan Green. Hmm. And in the anime, in the uh, English anime, uh, English adaptation, dub of the anime sonic x he played knuckles the echidna oh hmm. Hmm. by the way you're going to see a uh, a bit of a pattern with these voice casts because a lot of them did other four kids stuff that makes sense <laughs> uh seto kaiba was voiced by eric stewart and he was both brock and james in four kids's dub of pokemon ah joey wheeler Solomon Muto and Master Shin were voiced by Wayne Grayson, and he also voiced Michelangelo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2003. Rock on. I love that show. <laughs> Taya Gardner was voiced by Amy Birnbaum, who also voiced Charmy B in Sonic X. Tristan Taylor was voiced by Greg Abbey, who voiced Raphael in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2003. Excellent. Cowabunga! Bakura was voiced by Ted Lewis, who voiced Giovanni in Pokemon, the leader of Team Rocket. Oh, okay. The one that uh, enslaved Mewtwo, by the way. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He also was the voice of King DDD and Escargoon and Kirby, right back at you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just gotta love a name like Escargoon. Yeah, Escargoon. <laughs> yes. Okay. It, it sounds it sounds like a French a French delicacy. He is a snail. Oh, okay. A giant that, snail. That makes sense. That's King Dedede's goon. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Mokuba Kaiba was voiced by Tara Sands, and she also voiced Kari Kamiya in Digimon. Ah. Okay. Cool. Duke Devlin was voiced by Mark Thompson who voiced uh, Casey Jones in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2003. Nice. And I saw this one and had to mention it since Dallas is here. Degwin Soto Zabi in Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Zabi family. Regal and <laughs> I actually started watching this really good. Huh? I actually started watching that series on, oh, I think it's brother. Hulu, I believe. Hulu or Netflix. I can't remember Hulu which. had it for a while. But it was like, wow, this is really good. And then it just cut off midstream about everything. It was like, what? You're like, what's going on? That's, probably when, it, that's probably when it goes to the second series, because I noticed there were two different series. Yeah. Right. It was called Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. Yeah. They're, they're like seasons. Because that, that was good. That was good storytelling. Oh, yeah. They, they were basically like mini movies that they broke into seasons. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Igami. And, and Diva, since they're the same character, mm -hmm. was voiced by Daniel J. Edwards. And he was the voice of Jackie Tonamura in Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, goodness. And uh, Sarah, uh, Diva's sister? I was not really sure if they were actually family sister. or if they were just adopted family. Either or. I, yeah. think, I think they're biological siblings, I think. Right. But she was voiced by Lori Himes. And she was the voice of Letitia in Lupin the Third, the First. Oh, neat! Oh, yeah. We we recently reviewed that. That's such a yeah. good one too. That was a good movie. Go. To, we if you haven't heard, heard our review on that, go check it out. So, getting into the Kingdom Hearts connections, I'm going to give you a little bit of a not bit of knowledge here. In that of actual Kingdom Hearts games, none of the English cast is in it. Okay, but on the Japanese <laughs> dub, okay, Kakuhiro Yamaji, who is the voice of Bakura's father in the in this, okay, is the voice of Sid Highwind in Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. 
Rika Matsumoto, who's the voice of Bakura in the Japanese dub of this, is the voice of uh, Meg in Kingdom Hearts, uh, Hercules's love interest, of course. Kinjiro Tsuda, who played Seto Kaiba in, in Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, was also Lushu in Kingdom Hearts. And Kana Hanazawa, who was Sarah in the uh, Japanese dub, is Envy in Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. But because uh, we kind of semi-decided that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is now a Kingdom Hearts game, <laughs> because, because Sora, Sora is in it. <laughs> yes. Mark Thompson, the voice of Duke Devlin in this, is also the voice of Alolan Executor and Kurem in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Hmm. Billy Bob Thompson, who is the voice of Scud in this, was the voice of Grey Ninja in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Lori Himes, who's the voice of Sarah in Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, is, is the voice of Abra, Abra sorry, in Smash Brothers. And uh, also Smash Brothers, but on the Japanese side of things, Hiroki Takahashi, who voiced uh, Katsuya Genochi, who we know better as Joey Wheeler. Hmm. He voiced Ryu in Smash Brothers in Japan. Oh, no kidding. Re oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Which brings me to the end of the cast and Kingdom Hearts connections. What do we got in info and stuff? All right. So info and stuff uh, on IMDW, IMD, IMDB. Sorry. I always, yes. that, always mess that up. Uh, not always. Not always. But probably 40% is not 40% <laughs> is not messed up. <laughs> Either or. Uh, this is 6.9 of a 10. Uh, it's, you're able to watch it. Uh, you can rent it on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, question, where did you watch it? I watched it on Amazon Prime, and I didn't have to rent it. It was part of my subscription. Ah, Ditto. What about you, Dallas? Ditto. Ditto? That's yeah. a Pokemon. Yeah, that's a Pokemon. It was kind of awkward. The eyes were just kind of staring at me the entire time. I wasn't sure what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, do already! Stupid thing! So, um... <laughs> threw a ball at it, and all of a sudden it worked. Uh, no, I watched it on Amazon Prime. Uh, okay, yeah. Obviously, I watched it on the Blu-ray because I picked it up. Yeah, just obviously because I explained that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick question: How long till that makes a trip to uh, uh, half price? Oh, it probably won't. Oh, okay. Wow. It checking. probably won't. <laughs> I was just I, I enjoyed it that much. Let's go, brother. Uh, it's probably one of those. It's like I'll watch it every couple of like every it's once not, in a while. Every once in a while, it's not one of those movies that I watch like every year. Yeah, but it's. It's like Apollo it's, 13. You'll pop it in. It's like, oh, I remember this film. Considering really how many movies you watch a year, I'm surprised you have time to watch anything else. <laughs> that is true. That's why I can't watch all the the, the Marvel stuff, because I'm so busy with my own movies. I got you, man. Fair enough. <laughs> all anyway. Right, so either or. Uh, production was by Studio Gallop. 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 Thank you. Um, distributed by Tohi. 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 Toei. Yeah. T-O-I-E. E-I, but it's Toei. Yeah. Toei. Yeah. The same people who do Sentai and that, Kamen Rider and Dragon Ball Z. And <laughs> In my defense, we like... It's, it's an odd to word. Toei and... What was the other one? Toho. Toho. They I, look I, a lot alike, I'll admit. They, they do look a lot alike. And, I, you can, and it's like, okay, which one is it again? But it's Toha. Toei. One Toei. has a cat, Toei. one doesn't. One has a cat, one has a lizard. <laughs> Okay. 
giant mutated lizard. <laughs> Roar! It doesn't save you on your Either insurance. Or. It was. It was re- <laughs> All right, so uh, it was released on April 23rd, 2016. All right, box office. Uh, The movie was released in theaters on July. Like I said before, uh, it was released in 4KX and MK4D screens on September 24th of the same year before being released in 2007 to promote the upcoming film. 17? Yeah, 2017, I'm sorry. Uh, Oddly enough, the Six Flags Theater Park began to promote a campaign for the film from November 19th to January to Jan- from November 19th, 2000, 2016 to July 1st, 2017. Now, this is in Japan, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, Six Flags was on I don't it. I think so. Considering that's when the Six Flags over here was like going through dire straits. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. All right. Yeah, so apparently it had some collaboration with uh, the Six Flags Entertainment Corporation. Uh, the film was released in North America on July 27, 2017 to February 9th. February 9th of the same year, uh, offering a limited run, uh, limited edition trading cards for uh, attendees. While Ming Entertainment screened the film for a limited time in the UK on in February 2017. Uh, let's see. Eighth Arts. Sorry, I got stuck on word. Uh, Eight Arts later uh, listed a English sub version screening for the United States. The Dark Side of the Mentioned opened to 137 theaters and debuted at number six in the Japanese box office charts, earning... Um, one thirty, uh, 133 um, million yen translated to that is 1.1.2 million dollars in the United States mm-hmm. in the first weekend the the film earned eight eight hundred million eight hundred million yen which translates to seven seven point five million after its screening ended uh yeah this movie made a lot of money let's just say that <laughs> A lot of money. <laughs> uh, let's see the United the UK re- uh, screened over or it its total was one hundred and seventy hundred seventy one thousand dollars and so on and so forth. I mean, like it made some pretty good cheddar. Uh, it's it's a theatrical release and going into its home release, the film was released on DVD and Blu-ray on March eighth. 2017 in japan the Yu-Gi-Oh! trans transcend game manga uh was bundled with a release manga entertainment released the blu-ray uh the film on blu-ray blu-ray disc and dvd on march 29th 2017 in the united united kingdom lionsgate released the the film on blu-ray and dvd and digital hd in June 27, June 27, 2017, in the United States and Canada, and Anchor Point Entertainment also released the film on June 13, 2017. So, yeah, that's all I have for info and stuff. All right. Getting into the summary. 
As our story begins, Kaiba Corp is doing research on the Millennium Puzzle. Suddenly, a mysterious cloaked man is seen at the underground shrine as one of Kaiba's bodyguards tells him that he is behind schedule and to speed up his progress. Six months after the departure of the Pharaoh, one year in the dub, Yugimoto and his closest friends are preparing to graduate from Domino High School and are taking talking about what they will do in the future. Meanwhile, Seto Kaiba has commissioned an excavation to retrieve the disassembled Millennium Puzzle from the ruins of the Millennium Chamber. The, the item had previously housed the spirits of his longtime rival, the Pharaoh Atem, whom he hopes to return to life in order to settle their ancient score. The excavation is interrupted by Diva, who faces Kaiba in a game of dual monsters and steals two pieces of the recovered puzzle. He keeps one fragment and gives the other to his younger sister, Sarah, who passes it on to Yugimoto as he's the only one who can reassemble the puzzle, being the modern-day alternate version of Pharaoh Atem. Diva, under the alias Agami, forges a friendship with Yugi and the rest of his friends. He takes interest in Yugi's friend Ryo Bakura, whom he believes is responsible for the death of his father-like mentor Shadi. Using his quantum cube, he transports Bakura and Joey Wheeler to another dimension. Bakura apologizes and explains that the evil spirit of the Millennium Ring had been responsible. The two are interrupted by Manny, who has become warped by the evil energies of the Millennium Ring. When Yugi, Taya Gardner, Tristan Taylor find Agami, Agami reveals himself to be Diva and his plan to eliminate Bakura as well as Yugi. As Diva almost disintegrates the three of them into another dimension, Joey unknowingly returns to the real world with the help of Pharaoh Atem. Kaiba has a computer that rebuilds the Millennium Puzzle and discovers the last two pieces are missing. He abducts Diva and approaches Yugi so he can have the two take part in, sh in the showcasing of his updated dual-disc virtual reality technology. He intends to duel both Diva and Yugi while gambling their pieces of the puzzle. However, Yugi is furious with Diva over what he has done to Bakura and insists he will duel him instead, which Kaiba agrees to. Yugi, after Yugi defeats Diva, resulting in Bakura's return to reality, and while dueling Kaiba, Yugi recompletes the Millennium Puzzle to demonstrate that the spirit of Atem is no longer inside it. Diva becomes corrupted by the incredible evil powers of the Millennium Ring and duels both Yugi and Kaiba. Kaiba sacrifices himself during the duel and makes a final plea for Yugi to call forth Atem. Yugi succeeds in doing so, and he and Atem defeat Diva with ease. Pharaoh Atem and the Millennium Puzzle then fade away, and Kaiba and everyone else return to reality. The story concludes with Yugi and friends graduating. The party sees Taya off at the airport as she goes to pursue her lifelong dream of becoming a professional ballet dancer in New York City. Meanwhile, Kaiba uses his technology in conjunction with the Quantum Cube to transport his own consciousness to the afterlife. He challenges Pharaoh Atem sitting on his throne, who responds with a confident smile as the film ends. Getting into the trivia for this. So, the manga of Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm -hmm. It was not initially about the card game. No. Really? No. The first... In fact, there is enough of uh, material at the beginning of that for them to have made their own, an entirely different anime based really? on Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? It does feature some of the events that occur in Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, which is the anime we're more familiar with over oh, okay. here, including the uh, Duel Monster fight with Seto Kaiba mm. and some of the stuff dealing with the early stuff with Bakura. But for the most part, it's an entirely different show. Yeah. It's a horror manga. It's a horror manga. I can tell from this movie. <laughs> yeah. This leans heavily into it. In the original show, in, in season zero, as the fans like to call it, uh, after Yugi uh, assembled the Millennium Puzzle and his body got, you know, he started sharing his body with 
Yami Yugi, as we were then knew, uh, also aka Dark Yugi, aka the Nameless Pharaoh, which is all anyone knew of him as at this mm. point in time. Hmm. Um, essentially, when he would get when Yugi would get into situations that would require you know someone to stand up to a opponent, as Yugi was not a very was not the kind of person who would do this more often. He was very timid. Hmm. Uh, he would get replaced by the Pharaoh, and the Pharaoh would challenge that person to a shadow game. And if the if the opponent lost, they would be sent to uh, do a penalty game, which essentially was the Shadow Realm, as the English dub would begin to call it <laughs> in many ways. Uh, and yeah, the Shadow Realm is technically an invention of the English dub that four kids made mm-hmm. because they, in their grand, they they in in their in their wisdom decided that this show had the same kind of legs that Pokemon and Digimon had decided this would be a great third contender for that fight to make that kind of money. Yeah. Dallas, what is with that look? <laughs> it froze with you. You had a very strange yeah, look on our side. The original story of it, like, of course, I mean, I grew up with what was on four kids. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like yeah, I was like, oh, we all did over here. I'm not going to be one of those snobs. Like, oh, I watched the original one on, you know, dubbed, whatever. Um, but when you look into it, it's like, this is a dark, dark thing. Like, like in the American version, uh, there's a time where I think it was Bakura fights these guys and, uh, mm-hmm. or plays against them and he sends them to the shadow realm and like there's this the purple American haze and everything like that and they disappear uh they he literally says i'm sending you to hell and then this dark cloud pulls these guys into the ground and they're dead like people don't come back from the yeah. shadow realm like like they're in uh in season zero um like uh they tamed it down but in the manga they literally set a dude on fire like Yu-Gi-Oh just went arson and is fun and lit a dude on fire and watched him burn uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh was vicious, and everyone was just kind of okay with that. They're Whoa. like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Yu-Gi's my buddy. Oh, he's committing homicide. That's okay." I mean, <laughs> you're you're also dealing with the fact that when this the the dual monsters uh, story in that original one, uh, when that thing is, it's taking place in a theme park that Seto Kaiba made called Death T. Yeah. That was the name of this amusement park. This battle was taking place. Oh, the whole amusement park was built so that Seto Kaiba could get revenge on Yugi for defeating him. And he called it Death T. Wow. Let's just, you know, right in the, right in the nose there, Kaiba. He had some yeah. bitterness wow. issues. That's what it was. He needed to let go of that guy. Just a touch. A little just bit. Just a little touch. bit. Yeah, let, let so go. what happened was is the, uh, the card game Duel Monsters became uh, popular and p- kids were ca- uh, writing into the magazine uh, Shonen Jump uh, what the rules were for the game because they wanted to play it and they decided to kind of redo the anime after that to focus more on and the manga mm-hmm. to focus more on the card game than on all the other horror a- uh, evil Twilight Zone stuff mm-hmm. he was doing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, which, to be honest, was genius because it set off a yeah multi million dollar franchise. With car, like it, the it's the show the, taught you how to play the game. It, the rules are a bit yeah. off, but they gave you a, fu- a fundamental idea of what's going on. Well, I mean, the card game in the manga, up until the Dominoes, uh, the Battle City arc, is not playing by any rules. It's just whatever the plot needs. <laughs> when you get to the Battle City arc, they're actually using rules from the mon- from the from the uh, card game, right. but 
uh, I don't know how accurate any of that is because I bet there's still a lot of plot contrivance. To oh, make sure, oh, sure. But they also know, like they Yugi wins. They gave you uh, enough of like the basics of how the game ran that when you picked up a deck, it wasn't to, it wasn't much for you to read through the rules and go, okay, we got this, we can rock this out. Yeah. But anyway, uh, more trivia on this. Uh, this film was released in 2016, which was the 20th anniversary of Yu-Gi-Oh's debut as a manga in September 1996. Really? Uh, for the English dub of the film, most of the actors from the English dub of the original show returned to reprise their respective roles. The notable exception is Wayne Grayson, who, in addition to, to his character of Joey Wheeler, also now voices Solomon Muto, Yugi's grandfather, as the original actress, Madeline Blaustein, passed away in 2008. Hmm. Uh, if you look closely at one shot of the audience during the Kaiba Land duel between Yugi, Aigami, and Seto, one can spot the characters of Rex Raptor and Weevil Underwood for a short moment. Weevil is the guy you hated who threw Yugi's cards oh, in the ocean. Okay. The, the guy who should get put into the deck, quite yes. literally. <laughs> yes. He went to the Shadow Realm. Uh, <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, indeed, uh, Solomon Muto, uh, the grandpa in this film, He's colored the same way as his character in the original uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Toei animated series was. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the manga creator, Kazuki Takahashi, he personally drew some keyframes for one of the film sequences. Really? Cool. Uh, the film was not actually censored or edited for its international release. Ooh. which was a common practice for the original TV series and its sequels. <laughs> this is the first time it has ever happened for the franchise. Much censoring huh, good. took place. Because it's that good. <laughs> much censoring took place. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Uh, how many times did Joey get a beat around when, uh, he, when he was told he was a dog in the, the original arc? <laughs> how many times were people just pointing fingers aggressively throughout this original series? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And eating jelly donuts. Yeah. The jelly donuts was Pokemon, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this film is the longest feature film in the franchise in terms of runtime. Yu-Gi-Oh! The movie Pyramid of Light in 2004 was 90 minutes, hmm. 101 in Japan. Hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! Bond Between Time in, from 2010 was only 60 minutes, 50 in Japan. Where where that extra 10 minutes came from? <laughs> uh, but this film is 130 minutes in length. Hmm. Although Chocolate Magic Magician Girl was one of the new Magician Girl monsters created for this movie, along with Lemon and Apple Magician Girl, she has never actually played in the movie and is only briefly seen in a pile of cards when Yugi is restructuring his deck. Huh. The film was announced in the West before it was in Japan. 4K <laughs> Media, the last vestiges of the horrible... Uh, sh uh, movie uh, anime uh, company for kids entertainment mm -hmm. uh, they revealed the film's existence on the on the official Yu-Gi-Oh website they teased that the movie was already in development in Japan and that they were sh shopping for a distributor in all non-Asian territories they were on the struggle bus yeah, this is after they had changed their name to 4k media which I find hilarious because I don't think this was ever released in 4k <laughs> 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 so dallas since you're our guest what is your first like for this film 
My first like for the film, uh, and um, I said that I I, tw- I messaged you guys immediately. Holy crap! The art was amazing in this one. Like this was like they went. <laughs> yes, up- absolutely. There's that meme out there where they hit the upgrade button, and that was what they did. They're like upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. It was beautiful, like pristine, mm-hmm, gorgeous animation all the way through. Um, and like you could tell there was money put behind this and I appreciated that again when you have a sequel series or a sequel type of event like this they go one of two ways either they make it really nice or it gets kind of funky um, uh, they did have a tactic Tenchi the first Tenchi Moyo movie was super super clean which we reviewed that here on this podcast uh, last mm, yes. year yeah, we did. but the third Tenchi Moyo uh, movie there's kind of a downgrade in the animation and the amount of money. Now, mm-hmm. legitimately, a little bit. The, the back end of the of the, of the story of that particular tension was actually really touching. But uh, I was worried. Anytime you have something like this, I go in there and go, okay, are they going to do it really nicely? Or are they going to mess this up? And they did a great job. The lines were crisp. They were clean. Um, they're, the emotions characters showed was, was really nice. And... Um, I appreciated even like the the dramatic they kind of because they upgraded some of the the old school stuff from the first one like the the way the numbers are displayed for the battle points and everything like mm-hmm. it was just really well done. The uh, my first like for this is also one of my likes for the show in general is the absolute ridiculousness of this universe. Because <laughs> <laughs> see, here's the thing. This movie starts off as we're zooming through space. Yeah. Coming up on, uh, looks like we're going to be flying over the earth for a little bit, but you very quickly notice that there's a gray speck above the earth. (laughs) And as we come in closer, Mm -hmm. we see that beneath that gray speck is a long gray line. As we get closer, you can tell that it's a giant space station on a uh, space elevator. Uh Uh-huh. And as the camera goes above, so you can see, you notice that the entire space station is in the shape of the Kaiba Corp logo. Yes. I didn't notice that at the first. (laughs) I was like, okay, it's an interesting design. It's like, oh. And why does Seto Kaiba have a giant space station uh, separated from the Earth? It's so he can play out his revenge fantasies on the Pharaoh in, by, to play by playing dual monsters against a holographic version, which he went to a lot of trouble to recreate, including, as I quote, <laughs> the perfect quad the his hair. Best line ever. <laughs> wow. That was actually the hardest part. <laughs> that, that is just like, to, I, mean, I, I understand obsession. Okay, uh, I understand. Yes. Like we all understand obsession. Obsession, all... Seto Kaiba. <laughs> yeah, forget Calvin Ky- Klein. Oh my gosh, Cal- like forget Seto Calvin Kaiba. Klein. Just like, oh my gosh, dude. We like move forward. You got beat by this guy. Move forward with your life. <laughs> and the thing is, you have to realize he's got all that money. Yeah, because of dual monsters. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because he created this holographic technology that. You know, you could have sold to some governments and some other things to revolutionize communication and movie watching and all this stuff. But no, it's all to play one children's card game that he now owns all the rights to because apparently he bought out uh, Maximilian Pegasus, who owned, who created Dual Monsters. He bought out that company. So now he's making a ton of money and he is now pretty much controlling 
the monsters. He should be winning everything because he's controlling. Because he <laughs> should be able to play the game. Yeah, he's playing <laughs> from the game. two sides. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, he's like he should be have like, oh yeah, here's the ultimate card that will beat every other card, despite the fact that he, somehow he was still able to summon Obelisk the Tormentor, despite the fact that I don't think he should have been able to at that point. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, one of the three Egyptian god cards. Oh, okay. I was like, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there it's when we get thing. there. Okay, it's a it's, thing. It's, it's a thing. Okay. I noticed, I noticed there's there's certain things that happen, and this is like, okay, I don't quite get it. Let's just roll with it. There, there, let's just say there's a moment. It's like, I, 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 my first thought when I saw that, because it wasn't colored the way I was expecting it to be colored. We're going to talk about that, like, too. Did he just summon Exodia? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> It would have been awesome, funny and amazing if he had, but no, that's not what he did. But I mean, the absolutely ridiculous that this entire world revolves around this one card game that by all technical accounts <laughs> within five to ten years should die just because products move, product life and fa- and stuff moves on. Yeah. But no, this whole, like, we later go on, there's a college about playing, learning how to play this card game better. Right. That Seto Kaiba sets up. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's craziness <laughs> and then at some point they're playing card games on motorcycles i don't know the reasoning behind that but uh it's this whole ridiculous is how good night they the the they come to a stop because it's like i but yes i can't uh i i uh, can't words are uh are so hard to say or stuff like this but you know what i can beat you with my Dual monsters. It's like, oh, good lord! <laughs> Shoot him! Shoot Aigami! <laughs> Don't play the stupid card game. Shoot him! Pull, pull, pull a Doctor Jones but from Indiana not- Jones and shoot him. But that's not how this world works. Everything comes to a halt because it's time to do 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 do. Boom! Done. <laughs> anyway, but the fact that this is how they they stuck with the absolute ridiculousness of how this world was set up for this movie, despite the fact, especially when you look at the writing and stuff, it's like, there's no reason they should still be following the same story. They should be, someone should Mm. be revamping this and make it more semi-realistic, but no, they didn't. They made it, it kept it with the way it's supposed to be. And I appreciate that. Mm. Going on. My first, like actually follows exactly what Dallas was talking about. The animation, this movie is just solid. You know, you're, you're talking the, the one that got me the most, was the the use of shadow, the use of the uh, the use of black, the mm-hmm. use of color uh, with characters when you're using shadow and the whole bit when you're using lighting and shadow effects that's just absolutely just gorgeous. Oh my gosh! I, I was when I'm watching this movie there again the the first scene of like everything with the universe and going into mm-hmm. the the orbiting satellite and then you get into uh, how they how they light and how they how animation and the whole bit how they do uh kaiba and i'm like oh my gosh be like like i don't remember the original show doing this and like all i know like Yu-Gi-Oh! and i was like okay that it looks amazing and i was like man like dallas said a minute ago they, they cranked everything up to 11 and mm-hmm. gave this big enormous budget i wish i knew the budget of this film this would be freaking amazing to know that but i couldn't find it um but it was just like whoa this animation is amazing. I don't understand half of what's going on, but I still, it's so pretty. <laughs> some, some people would say, be like, it's pretty animation. I want to watch it. 
And uh, yes, I, I was. Yes, I was, Jacob we, just did unknowingly quote Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Francisco! Uh, it's so pretty. Uh, just the animation in this movie is just brilliant. The how how the animation, the art style, because uh, it does stay true to what I've seen of mm-hmm. Yu Gi Oh. Uh, definitely, you're the what drew doubt drew drew not dallas drew uh said earlier about uh it was called dual monsters here in the states and i was like it, it stays true to that it stays true to that and being an artist is like i appreciate that of you know continuity artistic wise because you look at a lot of different shows when they go into like different branching or different art style they go into like uh, a mm-hmm. movie or something like they'll change the art style and it's just like I enjoy that. I'd be like, I wish you could have kept some more of the elements from the show, in which people, you know, would have more relation relationship with or look at. Now, some of the monsters were redesigned. Most, the yeah. most obvious one being Dark Magician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay, you see the purple monster behind Dallas there. Yes, that's Dark Magician. Yes, yes. and from the original anime, this yeah. one he's more blue for yeah. some reason. Yeah. But it still looks good. Yeah, I, I appreciate that because they didn't really change the design of the character. They just gave him a different you. Yeah. Uh, the the example of like doing the the wrong thing when you do an adaptation with something with me anyway. Be like there again. I mentioned before. I'm a huge Thundercats fan. Yeah. Huge. You're bringing up Thundercats roar. Yes, <laughs> I am. Oh my gosh! Like I, I I watched three episodes. I'm like I'm going to puke. Like, um, just like, don't get me started on that show. Oh my gosh. It got one season. Thankfully, it only got one season. But when you t- drastically change the animation style, you take Thundercats 2011, which kind of homage the original, updated the animation to modern mm-hmm. and just revolutionized. And by the way, we did a. Uh, yes, we did a, do that. We did a TAS of the ser- of season one of Thundercats 2011. Go yeah. check it out. And uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, it's just that that drastic different that drastic shift of be like oh we're gonna go with the modern idea mm-hmm. of how to do things or like teen titans go or something like that mm-hmm. and which we're gonna review at some point we've we've talked about we, there are some teen titans go movies we're yes of doing mm-hmm. so that's gonna be interesting <laughs> but going back to my 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 point of the animation in this movie is gorgeous yes. chef's kiss Mwah! perfect oh my gosh great animation that is my first like all right, Dallas. What's your second like? Uh, my second like is the fact that this was a uh, a good uh, continuation dash uh, nod to the original series. Like you, like it literally, like it picks up a, a year later after the series ends, mm-hmm. and you're you're getting this great full story of like they're moving on with their lives. They're about to go to about to graduate from high school, and you're discovering what happens to them in the future, kind of and degree. And uh, but like I said, there's a lot of plot points that took place in the original series that like you you just can't mess with or you really ruin the original franchise. At the end of the the original series, the whole point at the very end, uh, Yugi and Atim, who uh, commonly referred to as uh, Yami Yugi, um, they have a duel and it's the final duel between the two of them. And um, basically, Yugi had to win in order to free Atim. And but the point, the last battle, the point was that they had this discovery of both of them, Atom and Yugi, had grown as individuals. And 
they no longer needed each other. Like there was throughout the series, there was this thing of like Yugi needed Atim, but Atim needed Yugi for uh, not just to be a body, but for the humanity aspect of it. It taught him to about friendship and stuff like that. And if mm-hmm. you jack with that, you ruin the point of that ending. And the fact that they didn't do that, like there was this pull, like you know, we're gonna summon uh, Yami Yugi and Atim, and and Yugi goes, no, he's not here. Like that's not gonna happen. And then at the end, Atim <laughs> showed up on his own. Like it wasn't a matter of he's yeah, been yeah, summoned. I enjoyed that. He's like, I'm here to take care of my friends, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated it. It kept the uh, the heart of the show and um, everything else together. Because uh, again, so often when we've mentioned this several times already these these movies based off franchises can just go left field and ruin an entire series because they just mm-hmm. don't make sense they don't fit in continuity at all um looking at you power rangers with your movies and i mean oh, just, i was just thinking like most of the dragon ball z movies like well yeah yeah all the dragon ball movies just don't make no sense they're fun uh honestly the uh the original storyline with uh broly was pretty fun but not in continuity. Right, but it was all non-canon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this, it was canon, but it was well done. So I, that's why my second like, because I appreciate that there was a, you could tell that the people who worked on it had a genuine love for the franchise. This wasn't just a job. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just a, a, a money uh, grab thing. It was, but it wasn't mm-hmm. just that. Uh, and I appreciated that. My second like for this is the fact that it's very hard to know which parts are 2D and which parts are 3D computer animation. Totally. Uh, the yeah. only one that really stuck out to me that was definitely compute, uh, computer three, uh, 3D animation was the Kaiba Corp station. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because I'm kind of used to seeing those kind of things. Just It was too accurate to be hand-drawn, I'll say that, yeah. even on a computer. Um, but there are so many other aspects where it's like that had to have been done in done in 3D, but it's but it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff looks like like the uh, the quantum cube. I think that was 3D, mm-hmm. but that kind of works because it's kind of a mystical yeah, fourth yeah. dimensional mm-hmm. object. I can kind True. of work with that. Yeah, fit. agreed. But it also at the same time never felt like it didn't exist in that world. Yeah. That was just some weird because that's what happens so many times when you're watching uh, cartoons that are trying to save a little bit of money by just doing the thing in 3D. Right. Mm-hmm. We just mentioned I mean, we mentioned earlier that we were watching Log Horizon. Yes. Uh, this last Sunday, and there's a section in there where this whole I call them Murloc Army because I played World of Warcraft, but the whole Fishman Army starts attacking the beach. That's right. And the thing is, you can tell the entire time those are 3D. Yeah. <laughs> on this 2D thing. And yeah, that's the only way they probably could have afforded to actually draw or have that many dynamically moving uh, mm-hmm. people attack this beach. Right. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that's disappointing that it's 3D mm-hmm. and it's 2D show. But um, <laughs> it's better than the Voltron yeah, I, they did years it, ago. Well, Voltron, anyway. Uh, but in this, I mean, there's so many times where I'm, I'm fairly certain, like, the, uh, I can't remember what the name of uh, Aizama's monsters are, because literally, even though he kept bringing them up over and over and over again, those cube monster things, whatever they're called, <laughs> but those look like they 
should they were made in 3D just because of how accurate all the thing is because it's like i said it's almost too accurate but at the same time it looks hand-drawn like right. the rest of it can speaking of those there's those, and those things if i can just derail you for just a second can, can we all agree that it, it's clear that igama's deck belonged to calamity ganon um yes <laughs> i'm replaying through breath of the wild right now and yeah those are definitely calamity ganon monsters that's all i thought about is like I think this belongs it. to calamity ganon <laughs> yes Sorry. Obviously, the problem here is that Yugi needed to summon the Master Sword. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> that would have saved a lot of time. Just done. Maybe a few Guardians. You're out of out the yeah. door. Have, have Celtic give Celtic Guardian the Master Sword because he kind of looks like Link anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and have him attack, and then summon get Dark Magician Girl to fire some light arrows. I mean, if you want, just why not? There's, I'm sure there's a card that you go with a little pixie. Go, hey, listen. I mean, we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> That would be Karibo. There you go. <laughs> anyway, um, oh god, sorry. Yeah, the, three, like the way that. the three D, the the three D effects in here they they're on screen for maybe like three or four seconds, like when they're summoning and desummoning monsters and stuff. And yeah, the cards are three D, but they're supposed to look bigger and larger than life. And it, I think they were three D in the actual cartoon, if we're being honest. Yeah, mm. original anime, but. It works here in such a way that it never feels like it mo- the motif of the art is broken. Yeah, and that's generally what happens when you're watching one of these that uses 3D stuff is that the the motif of the art gets kind of broken. Like I think Digimon Adventure Try had a, a lot of moments like that, mm-hmm. especially the uh, Digivolution sections. But I just like that you couldn't. It's hard to spot the the 3D animation that had to have been used in this film. Mm. Totally. Yeah, I agree. It'd be like it's it's used very well. It's mm-hmm. it's just not be like the the overuse of CG. It's yeah. it's not the there it's not it's not heavy-handed. Right. It's not heavy-handed. It's it's used very well and spursive throughout the film. Yeah. Uh what's your my, third like? Or second like. Second like. Sorry. Second like ahead. You no, know, that's right. The uh the the horror themes of this mo- horror themes of this movie, there again, not knowing a whole be like not knowing mm-hmm. the the full breadth of canon when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh and not knowing like with this review, learning a lot more about you than I ever have, <laughs> which is very entertaining and very educational. Um, this the scene with our our villain when he when he first appears. How do you how do you pronounce his, his uh action? Seto Kaiba, or no. are you talking about Mokuba? Mokuba, yeah, Mokuba or Diva? No, like, no, 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 that's that's uh, uh, Diva. Uh, that's uh, Igami. 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 Yeah. Okay, so Sorry. Igami shows up. I'm like, oh, okay. There's your villain. There's your villain. Yeah. He's he's got the horns. You get the yellow eyes. He's got to be the, he's got to be the uh, the uh, the villain. So when he is encou- he encounters the bullies in the uh, in the back alley or something like that, and they're like picking on him the whole bit, be like, oh, come down to the, like so and so place, and he reveals the box, and he literally just like starts tearing these guys apart with this with this magic box. I'm like, oh crap, where is this coming from? I'm like, whoa, and it just keeps going and going with all this horror themes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> this moment will be returning later on, by the way. Oh. I, ironically in dislikes, but not the way you think. Oh, okay. I got you. That's gonna be fun. Uh so just the all-around horror film horror themes of like, you know, characters dying or characters being uh 
displace them to another dimension where they're never coming back. Right. Uh, yeah. Looking at you, Joey. Looking at a uh, guy who got possessed by something else earlier in the series. Uh, Mokuba. Mokuba. There we go. Mokuba. The the the, the superhero guy that all the yes. girls like. Uh, so I, the all around. <laughs> I don't know these characters' names. I watch them if he wants. I don't think of Mokuba as being hound, uh, hounded by girls. Anyway. Well, in the scene when he's first introduced, he's being hounded by girls. Maybe so. Maybe so, so there again, uh, apparently he was possessed by something. He's not, like, he's not Duke Devlin. That's all I know. <laughs> Who's Duke, Duke Devlin? Devlin? Let's not get into it right now. He, okay. He's got cameo roles in this film. Let's just move on. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. He's in two scenes. Okay. okay. He's the guy with dice earrings. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> that was apparently impl- uh, 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 employing Joey in a dog suit, which I love. Oh, I that love. scene. I love that I, scene. I love okay. when they that was. <laughs> More on no, that second. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because there again, I had, I was like, what, the world dog suit? It's like, oh, yeah, because Joey was dressed as a dog at one point. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, the. <laughs> Either or, either or. I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised you didn't use that as my intro. <laughs> I had better ideas. It's true. It's so true. Either or. I either. put it this way. The reason the, the dog suit thing is funny is not how I think of you. Okay. So. okay. Good. Good. <laughs> either or. Be like the, the horror themes of this. Horror themes of the 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 uh how our main villain dispatches the enemies and our dispatches the the people he doesn't like and uh how he how he's corrupted by the um the what is the uh what is the thing he he is he uses the, his his abilities i can't remember the name of yeah that but either thing. or be like he he corrupts the the ability he has and he's able to corrupt and destroy things with it and he's able, he's like, he's going to destroy the world the pol- with it. Pollen? You know, that kind of thing. The, huh? What do they call it? The Pauline? Pollen? I can't remember. It was a weird word. It was a plana. Weird... It was Pl- the plana. 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 There yeah, you go. The That's plana it. For, you know, for dark purposes. And like, I, I really enjoy when they, when they do like real, real horror, like horror, dark themes mm-hmm. in these kind of, and it just, it's like, oh, okay, this is gonna be like a cutesy little thing. Be like, oh, it's and all this good stuff. Like, no, they go into really dark themes, and the way you guys described earlier with That's how the show was, how the sh- how the show originally was, how the manga was, with the fact that like Yugi like set someone on fire, <laughs> it's just like burned someone to death. Fuego Dios. Like, oh, Yugi, you're so cool. It's like, yeah, you just burned somebody to death. <laughs> oh, yay, let's follow you around. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy when creators do that and they go back to the original material and bring it into it and are not afraid to use it because we're like, oh, we might scare somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like, do it. Be creative. Use use that. To be honest, Jacob, I, like, I don't know they could have this movie would have made money if they had done given the four kids treatment. I think that that's yeah, that, that four kids treatment was such it's, a locked in a time frame. Uh, mm-hmm, agree. Yeah. I don't know if they could I mean there there is still there's still some of that four kids treatment in here, but it's very light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're just trying to keep it in continuity with the show it came from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just the 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 horror themes the horror themes, horror elements just threw me for a loop. And I was like, whoa, this is good. This is really, really well done. And the horror themes is my second like. Nice. All right, Dallas, what's your third like? My third like, 
is actually the very end of the dead gun movie um <laughs> when uh not the credits rolling but the uh the fact that i don't know i liked the theme song being used there finally <laughs> the the fact that kaiba uh uses the um the dimensional cube and uh, to yeah travel to different dimension to finally duel uh pharaoh um this has been a this is a running thing this is his this is his rival this is his his nemesis Obsession. but there's still some kinship there um mm. and you know yes he's prideful he's gotta get over it but what i love the most about the fact that wasn't what i loved it the most was the fact that you didn't see the duel you saw him step up to pharaoh no. pull the duel mm. disc and it ends so it leaves it open with we don't know like it like it just mm. leaves the imagination running it, it didn't close that story off for us it was a nice open ending thing uh and it left kind of an air of mystery to it and i appreciated that um i think that because mm-hmm. you know there's that thing like you know there's a you know if you have a story and there's this thing that the character always wants and they finally get it like halfway through the series you're like okay what's next like like what's the motivation for the character from this point forward and yeah you are dissatisfied as a viewer um you don't have that in this it's just like it's like this is it this is you you it's there but you don't know what's going to happen the end all right my third like i love all of the callbacks to certain things specifically one of them okay because here's the thing they go to that scene in the food court and I see the dog suit, and I think, oh yeah, that's like the dog suit Joey was dressed in uh, back in Duel of the Kingdom arc when you know he got beaten into a dog. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's okay. that's a nice little callback. And I, I, so I was like, okay, that's interesting, that's cool. And then it's revealed that it's actually Joey <laughs> in the suit. That when he when 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 they got a rise out of him finally, and he broke character. Mm-hmm. That made me laugh hard. <laughs> I had to pause the film because <laughs> it's like, okay, that that was good. That was good. Yeah. But then you've also got uh, stuff like, uh, I guess, really, what I'm thinking of is continuity yeah. because you've got the whole fact that they actually go through uh, Mokuba's backstory as to how he got the yeah. the Kurt the Millennium Ring there mm-hmm. and how that affected uh, uh, Shin getting killed and. Um, you get all this stuff. It's like every time I was about to ask a question based on what I remembered of the mm-hmm. show, it answered it. Mm-hmm. Like before I, had a, before I had a chance to even fully think through the thought, it f- kept itself so well in continuity that there's only one little aspect I'll get into in dislikes where I thought they should have done something a little different, mm. even though it would technically change it from the Japanese version a touch. But we'll get to that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob, what's your third like? My third like is actually the return of Pharaoh. Mm. Like like Dallas said before, it was it was this entire movie is talking about uh, how Yugi and the Pharaoh separated when they when the that that duel ended. That duel ended because apparently what. Dallas said they they had you know they had grown so much and developed from each other that you know they basically separated and it's uh Kaiba his obsession be like I've got to I've got to face him one more time I gotta face him one more time because like, I, he beat me and uh Yugi as one point be like he feels like he's not whole or he's been 
like a part of him is missing mm-hmm. or his best friend is missing. And I really enjoyed that because I didn't understand what he was talking about. Because there again, not knowing all about Yu-Gi-Oh! I didn't know about that. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's that Barrow thing that people talked about. Right. And so I'm watching it. And it's like, oh, okay. So he misses the guy that had possessed him. And it's like, okay, it's interesting. So apparently they had a real big connection. So I'm watching and be like, Kaiba's be like, you gotta you gotta put the millennial the millennial uh millennium puzzle. Millennium puzzle, thank you. And put the millennial puzzle on, you gotta bring him back because I gotta face him one more time. Right. And uh you used to be like, he's not gonna come back. He's not coming back. Because be like, we're done. They're like, this is never happening again. And the the last minute where all these insane over the top fights are happening, there's no to me, it made no sense whatsoever. All the be like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. It's like, what? You activated my trap card. <laughs> exactly. That kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, interesting. And so Yugi's be like, he's down to nothing. Kaiba's already been sacrificed himself. And Yugi's is like, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, okay. Just boom. And it's like, oh, Pharaoh came back. He came back on his own accord. He didn't get summoned. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. I was like, wow, this is, I mean, like, I was like, I didn't expect that. I was thinking like, oh, okay, be like, maybe Kaiba comes back or something like that. This saves him in the last minute because that's how these things work. And I was like, oh, it's Pharaoh. Pharaoh comes back. He takes, he takes the villain out one shot and then leaves. No, be like, he doesn't hang out and say hi to, Ka- to, to Kaiba or anything like that or talks to Yugi, but he just boom, done and leaves. I'm like, Wow. Bravo. Good storytelling in yeah. that. I, I was just blown away. I was like, okay, be like, Yugi is dead. Yugi is dead. <laughs> and I was like, and then he just shows up. Right. And just boom, done. And I was like, cool. That's a really cool story beat. And be like, he does show up. And then you have Kaiba. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm going to face the Pharaoh one more time. I'm going to Astro jump. <laughs> and then I'm going to face him in his own reality. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And I, like like you said before, Dallas, be like, I love it how you kind of the it does you don't get into the duel but it starts the duel right be like you start be like and be like oh be like you know face me pharaoh and it just stands up with a grin and like slow clap <laughs> like, wow that's good mm-hmm. i didn't be some of it didn't make any sense to me in some cases but it's just like whoa this is really good storytelling yeah from a show that from a show be like watching a few episodes i'm like this is the stupidest thing on the planet <laughs> To like, wow, this is a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. I know that's so contrary, but it's just like, wow, this is really good. Admittedly, the show you've got to buy into a lot. Yeah. That's so true. And I just Spe- couldn't buy into especially it. Especially the fact that the only English version of the show is the four kids dub. Which oh, my gosh. Makes a lot of. Uh, light uh, of uh, it makes a lot of changes to what's going yeah. on. So, so just before that, for just before we get into our dislikes, I wanted to get into because Drew sent me this and it was hilarious. What if four kids had done the e- Evangelion dub? <laughs> and he, he I sent, said that to you four years ago. Four years ago, and uh, the, the, someone had done a, a uh, four kids style intro to evangelion i will post it on the facebook page oh my gosh <laughs> yes wow and i was is... like what in the world is this i just but now you forward. know where we're coming from yes i do you've seen pokemon yes you've, the only thing you've not had to witness was one piece oh i've witnessed one piece before oh and you know uh, how bad that the, is yeah the uh 
the the uh one piece rap for the yes. the intro and i'm like what in the well, world the one, is the, this the one piece rap is why they did the 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 four kids version of evangelion the way they did it where uh-huh. it's a rap song yeah <laughs> but either or it's, i wanted I'm to bring so that up because i was like oh my gosh <laughs> Anyway, anyway, sorry, I just I wanted to bring that, that up. Broke dislike, yes, dislikes. Dallas, what is your first dislike for this film? Uh, four kids, Evangelion. I'm sorry, not the wrong answer. No, no, this film, not this life. Film, this film, <laughs> this film, not life. <laughs> uh, my first dislike um, for the film. Um, I didn't really care for the dimensional dueling. Um, where there was like i'm infused my life my soul and boom here's this giant monster like it like in in the show there was a there was build up there was strategy you had to sacrifice cards to build up to a giant monster and everything and it built some tension and but you also Mm -hmm. had like you know six episodes for a duel uh we didn't have that here uh, we had uh, two hours to fit in several things. So I get why they kind of created the system of dimensional dueling. But at the same time, there was, they didn't feel like there was any sacrifice to them doing that. Like like in the previous uh, generations, there were some, a couple episodes where like bringing out certain things would actually affect the, you, the person himself. I'm saying if you're giving mm-hmm. up your soul for these creatures uh, to be maxed out, then there should be a toll on the on the player himself, some sort of weakening or like his actual like human life points going down, something like that. And mm-hmm. it was just like, boom, here I am. And it just it robbed the 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 movie for of some of the potential tension. Again, I get they can't do a full on duel like they would normally duel normally do uh, because of time restraints, but it just it felt it felt cheap, like a cheap way just to rush the story to get let's put these big guys out there on the field because to be honest, that's what everyone wants. Cause I remember like as a kid and Jacob, you remember, not Jacob, Drew, you remember this as a kid, you're like, it'd be like six episodes. You were like, is he going to pull the last card or pull out, uh, um, uh, Exodia? Is it going to happen next week? I don't know. And you're out there with your cereal, you know, waiting for it to happen or not. And yeah, you know, there was tension last built up because Dragon you want to see the big creature. So, but in these, in this movie, like, let's just put them out there. You know, let's, let's pull out this Egyptian god card that's not supposed to be there. We're going to, you know, theorize about that later. I don't know. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe it's because he's a resurrection of Set. I don't know what's happening in this daggum thing anymore. But it was just, they, they, it was a cheap way to make big creatures come out on the field. As a guy who is, who plays train card games, um, I appreciate strategy. Um, but it still kind of sucks that they just pull it up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I've been wrong before, but they only did that with the duels that were specifically against, uh, he wanted to say Aizama, but that's not his name. I'm going to say Diva because that's his actual name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they only did that when he was involved most of the time. When it was b- between just like Seto and Yugi and the the uh, hologram duel that Seto did against, uh, you know, Hol- Hollow Yugi, mm-hmm. Ho- Hollow Pharaoh. Those were that was regular duels. It's just they somehow were able to. There was some change in the rules allowed them to pull out something bigger. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like you know, Kaiba pulling out three blue blue eyes white dragons on roll, turn one and just playing them out like nobody's business. You're like, what are you doing, man? Like, how does this happening? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I will, I will say, as someone who doesn't play uh, <laughs> card games, 
uh, uh, TCGs. I just felt like, okay, yeah, we do have we do have a short amount of time, right? And these card games have always been written more for the plot and the spectacle more mm-hmm. than actually playing by rules. Right. Agreed. So that was just my theory. But anyway, I get what you're saying because that I could not follow the logic as to why even uh, Diva was try- was doing that dim- pulling that dimensional dueling every time, mm-hmm. especially since no one got to agree to do that. He just he just did said, it. We're dimension dueling now. Have fun. <laughs> right. But again, like the fact that they did the rush, it yeah yeah i get the whole again we're time limit but it robs the tension because then you're like will you be able will they be able to pull the card they need to pull the big card out to right makes sense build the tension of the battle i mean it was just like it was yeah. it was like they're playing I mean, they god had, mode they, it, they had to structure it similar to how they structure the dragon ball z fights in uh battle of gods and resurrection f where you've only got we're used to these battles that take six or seven episodes because mm-hmm. that's just the shonen jump formula mm-hmm. right but we've got 15 minutes to do them in right have fun we gotta you end up rushing and lose a lot of yeah agreed. a lot of the the talk we used to get of course with with Yu-Gi-Oh, you still get actually descriptions because that's just how the show is written. Right. but but this- yeah i get what you're saying i get i do get what you're saying that dimensional dueling did not make any sense to me whatsoever along with rushing even the regular duels not just that but, but like, uh doing it though left the duels made the duels boring you know what i'm saying because yeah. there was no tension Agreed. and so like during the duels you're just like big creature big creature big creature big creature big creature boom boom and you're just like okay i'm i'm ready for this to end and move on to a story point yeah and so it, it robbed emotion of those things so that was that was one of my, that's my my thing yeah uh my first dislike for this I'll actually say it's more of a disappointment Mm -hmm. than a dislike. For once, we have this dimension mechanic that this movie has in it where, you know, he sends these people to other dimensions when he decides to punish them, right? Right. Why on earth, in the English dub, did they not just go ahead and call it the Shadow Realm? Because for once, there's actually something physical about them being in the shadow realm. True. <laughs> That's essentially what was happening. Right. Yeah, they it were was. being sent to a shadow realm for them to live out with their memories of their lives. Right. Yeah. And it's That's what was happening. Yeah. Say the freaking words. Right. You got sent to the shadow realm. And we everyone would have been, okay, that's kind of cool. Right. But that is, like I said, that, that is a, I feel that's a missed opportunity. It mm. doesn't affect the story any. Right. But it's like as a, as someone who grew up on the English dub and the whole Shadow Realm nonsense, even though that was just their pseudonym for death, right? Since they couldn't actually kill anybody, <laughs> it's like how the Power Rangers never killed a monster; they just destroyed them. Um, which, what's the difference yeah, there? The, what, but, yeah, what is the true difference? <laughs> but I mean, it's like just send him to the Shadow Realm. Just say you're sending to the Shadow Realm, and I will be happy. Let me be go. Let me, let me finish this movie with the knowledge that both Mokuba <laughs> and Joey actually got sent to the shadow realm and returned right just mm. let me see that i just with the help of the pharaoh exactly so yeah that's just why didn't i just wish that the english dub had just made that one little minute change and it would i think it would have been awesome just to tie into the english version of the of the anime just a little bit more mm. but that's anyway i get that. that's my first dislike it's fair okay yeah my first is like kind of plays along with what uh Dallas was saying earlier about his first, his first is like, because the, the over 
bombastic uh, fights at the end where it was literally it's okay. Cause there again, I've never understood the dueling systems in this, in this show. Cause there again, I've only seen a little bit here and there. That's because on the anime, it was whatever the plot needed to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it just made zero sense. Like, okay, I'm pulling it, this. I'm it, pulling this. Oh, here's my trap card. Here's my three trap it's cards. Well known, what? <laughs> it's well known. Every player that we saw in the anime cheated. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. Because they're, uh, they're like, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a gamer. I don't play cards or anything like that. I'll, I'll play, you know, like, you know, uh, 21 or something like that. Sure. But uh, Skip. We've got skip to play skip bow. There we go. I, I play skip bow every once in a while. There you go. But I, I want to see a skip bow anime. A skip bow anime. There's a Taco Bell anime. I'm sure there'll be a skip bow one someday. <laughs> it's got to be at some point. <laughs> yes. I would watch the fool out of that anyway. Yeah, just the uh the sheer insanity of how like these duels get. Definitely at the end where uh Divas be like be, he, he's using one monster and it's just a multiply and multiply and multiply be like oh i'm gonna sacrifice it just like like you said before it literally sacrifices all your 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 development your character mm-hmm. growth and the whole bit just to give bigger badder monsters to be like it's the let my monster grow kind of scene from power rangers and it's just be like it just be like it's like um Reader repulse and be like, let my monster grow. Be like, oh no, let's throw let's throw another one on top of him, on top of him, on top of him. Be I mean, like, it just got insane. I was like, what in the world? And there, I understand it's for it's for just be like, hey, let's make it bombastic, let's make it fun. But at the same time, it's it feels like they just went like you said earlier with they just kind of sacrifice a lot just to you know big it big and bold and just fun mm-hmm. and entertaining mm-hmm. to be like, oh, let's tell a story. And I, I I really didn't like that. Definitely going from the series, going in here. Because in some moments, like, okay, that makes sense. And then others, it's like, oh, okay, this is getting a little too insane for me. But yeah, this is more like sacrifice, be like making bigger and bigger and bigger things. And you're, you're literally undercutting everything you're doing in the film just to make everything bigger mm-hmm. and flashier. Yeah. That's my verse. It's like, Dallas, what's your Dallas. second dislike? Uh, my second dislike is actually uh, uh, Diva Agami's uh, motivation in doing what he's doing, and um, because it, he keeps saying it's to protect their power that they have. But I'm asking, what have you guys done with this power in this time frame? Like it's been a year. What are you guys doing? And I'm very confused to how many people are. Well, I'll get it to later, but like they're not doing anything with it. And then, then you kind of get the idea of okay, oh, it's because home dude's mentor died. Okay, so you're on revenge. So go after Mokuba. Um, but then even after you deal with Mokuba, you realize that Mokuba wasn't really as terrible as an individual as you thought. You still do what you do, and you're still on to Yugi about, I'm not going to lose this power to rebuild the world. How I want it. I'm like, dude, pick, pick a motivation and stick with it or something. I don't know. It just was, it was kind of everywhere. Yeah. I agree with you in that. Just the, the, the idea, cause his motivation was this. And then it kind of, you know, it devolves into this mm-hmm. where revenge becomes this, this, mm-hmm. this driving goal with him. 
and his original his original desire was be like oh i've got everything i've done everything i need to do in order to revenge this mm-hmm. but it continues and be like okay couldn't he just learn from his ways right. instead of be like this ultimate power grab mm-hmm. which is like I, I i agree with you on that all right uh it's my turn isn't it sorry yes i i, I was distracted by internet <laughs> weirdness sorry uh my second dislike for uh this film I'm not really sure. Um, it really felt like there's so many characters that just get thrown in for like quick cameos that while I appreciate they're there, I kind of wish we could have just moved past them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mokubusha being there in makes sense because he is Seto's brother. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it makes sense. He would, he should at least be in the background cause he was a major part of the business. I think even at, even during the show, but it just feels like, oh, we need this character. We're going to have this character come in and say a couple lines. And it's like, I like cameos. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it felt like there was so many different characters that got introduced and then just had so little of a role. Right. Not to mention like all the other, like Manny, for instance. Mm. Manny's a new character for this. We need him to get possessed by the ring. That's the entire reason he exists yeah. in this in this movie. Yeah. He needs to get possessed by the ring so that it can get to uh, Diva by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, couldn't you have just had it somehow infect Mokuba and not have to create a whole new character for me to care about who's going to die within the first third of the film? He's he's like he's a red shirt when you get right down to it. It's the entire reason he exists. <laughs> so they didn't have to kill any of the major characters for the movie. Right. So True. they can kill this other one that's like, but we're supposed to feel something for this guy. It's like, I don't even know who you are. And because of the flashbacks, we still keep seeing him throughout the whole film. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell he's a friend of Diva and Sarah, but I still have no idea who this kid <laughs> is and why I should care about him. Right. Because he's not in the movie long enough for me to care about him rather than, oh, he's his, their friend. You could have pulled any one of those kids in that group out of there to, to pull this off. I don't get it. I just don't get right. it. But yeah. The extra can the, the the cameos that didn't add anything, and then a character, and then having characters who aren't really adding to the story, uh, just complicating it more. Where you could have done it a different way, I feel. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Jacob, uh, mine actually goes into continuity a little bit here and there because there again, if if you guys can help me with a little bit, maybe I'm, maybe a, I've only seen it once, mm-hmm. and. Um, there again, not understanding all of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. So we go into the we go into the scene where it's we go through the universe, we go through uh Kaiba Corp, whatever it's called, Kaiba Corp? Yeah, Kaiba Corp. That's Kaiba the, name Corp. Of the company. Yeah, the going space the, station. Yeah, going to the orbiting satellite and we go through and see um um what's his name? Seto? Seto. Yeah, Seto Kaiba. We see him. There again, I'm terrible with names. That's I'm sorry. It's fine. fine. <laughs> uh so Seto Kaiba. And then we get in this the the chamber where the uh, millennial puzzle is. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it's like a couple of minutes later, they're seeing where the 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 millennium cube, the millennium puzzle. I want to say the cube, but the millennium yeah. puzzle uh, is shattered to bits, and be like, his whole deal is to go find it. I was like, am I thinking? Am am I am? 
you know, like correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Be like, is that first to be a flashback? Is a is it a no? Is it a what? What's going on? <laughs> the the when you when you're first coming in there to the yeah. space station, yeah. and you see the version of the Millennium Puzzle there. Yeah, I think that's the hologram one that he's gonna that's gonna be on a uh, uh, hollow attempt during the during that holographic fight. I think that's what that is. Possibly. He doesn't have it, He's but he's recreating. You know, he's being very meticulous about how yeah. he's doing everything. Yeah. It's just at that shot, especially since it's kind of a, oh, look, Seto may have the the, the Millennium mm-hmm. Puzzle. Yeah. It's, that, it's to give you that thing. And then they go down to the desert. It's like, no, they're still digging for the Millennium Puzzle. Yeah, that's okay. The, that's, that's where I was still, I, I'm yeah, kind of with you, though, Jacob. It, yeah. it was the way they shot it, the way they did it. It was kind of confusing. There was mm-hmm. no thing to tell us that it was a hologram exactly and like at first yeah. i thought because it's it's not uncommon for shows to like show you something from the middle of the movie and then take you back to the beginning to lead you back to that i was like well maybe yeah, that's just especially an anchor in anime they abuse that oh yeah totally <laughs> yeah they, they didn't set up any context for it at all yeah so i thought well maybe this, this is like you're, you're you're going through the scene sorry no no it's cool but yeah I, I felt like maybe this was an anchor point and then we're gonna get back to this and the story is gonna progress from there mm-hmm. i thought that's mm-hmm. what they were doing but I don't know. I'm telling you, it was, it was just awkwardly shot and done. It was. Yeah. It was very awkwardly shot. It, it was so, meant to be a shocking moment that literally a minute later is automatically diffused mm-hmm. when you see that they're still digging up the, the puzzle. Yeah. That's uh, this is more where the confusion was where it lied and be like, I didn't have the context, what was going on. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's a big confusing. Totally. So yeah, that's my that's my first dislike or second dislike. Second dislike. Second. Yeah. Dallas, what's your third? My third kind of along with what you were saying, Drew, is just that there were so many unnecessary characters and things that were put in place. You know, they've when they were in the um I keep wanting to call it Plano. Um it's not Plano. No, it's not Plano. It's Plana. Plana. That like they're in the I, I know that I know Plano is close to Dallas, but it's not close to you. I know. I know. Um but um they they look like there's a bunch of people there. Like there's looks like in like there was no explanation about like why are these people fading in and out of reality here back mm-hmm. and forth. Agree, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like there. You're like, why? Like, what are you doing? Like, there's no explanation of the power. Are the is he harnessing them to send people to the shadow realm, not shadow realm yeah. thing? I mean, what's yeah. happening here? And mm-hmm. then because at the end, it's just him and like like the five other people that we saw in that one flashback scene, but there's no explanation about who any other people are. And it was just, it, it felt weird shoving all these extra characters in with no explanation. Now, maybe if they were able to flush this out into a series, I don't know if they were maybe one to, to, you know, hopefully a bump, pump out, you know, a seventh Yu-Gi-Oh series based off this. I don't know, but it just felt out of place. I, I'd be curious to see if there was a, I know there's a manga that bridges the gap between the two, between the series and the movie. I don't know if that explains them or not, but it just felt really out of place. Okay. Uh, my third dislike for this film. I know that in these kind of shows, you have to show off like new stuff. Like mm. uh, in Dragon in the Dragon Ball Z stuff, this is, this is why they have new fights. This is why they have new transformations that'll pop up. Uh, and I know, so I know that the equivalent in this is, oh, we've got new cards. Mm-hmm. We've got new monsters to show off. And granted, I don't know how many, I don't, I don't know every Yu-Gi-Oh 
monster card mm. in the game. Right. I don't. But there was a point when I was watching that, and it's like, Seto, how many blue eyes white dragon variants do you have? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Why are there this many? Why are they crystals? You, those There's only supposed to be three of those left in the game because you tore apart the fourth one. Yes. Uh, he tore apart. Why are do you have so many of these dragons now? <laughs> he tore apart the blue eyes white dragon, but not the other variants and bonuses. Because, like in 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 IRL, there's so many like expansions of the game, and there's like new versions of everything. Right. And so the idea is that everything he's playing comes from those other expansions of the game itself. And so, and I and I get that. But there's still a part of me that's like, dude, expand. You have Yugi doesn't you should if you're actually learning from Yugi and the Pharaoh's <laughs> duels against you, you'll note that Yugi does not have like he obviously he has a a uh, a bias towards the Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl line right. of monsters. But he's got other monsters. He's got, you know, the Karibo. He's got, you know, the 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 Celtic Guardian and all this other stuff. He should, if you're actually learning from Yugi, that you should have more than just what are essentially blue eyes white dragons. Yeah, that are called other things like crystal dragons and crystal <laughs> this and this. You're getting as bad as Maximilian Pegasus with his Toontown deck. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, yes, that's a trope of character needs a a gig, a gimmick. That's his gimmick. But also, having played train card games, now I don't play Yu Gi Oh. uh, I've played several other ones. You have people who hyper focus on one thing for their decks. Like they're like they become the master of just that one thing. Like there's a game called Magic: The Gathering, and there are five colors that you play with. And there are people who like they will only play blue, and um, because they they master how that plays out, they know how it works out, and they build a deck around that, and they don't deviate from that very much at all. Um, even, even when they make new decks, they copy certain elements from another deck um, because it wins them battles. Like that's the thing is like if you watch, and I, we're going way off base here, uh, if you watch tournaments of TCG games. Um, you'll see these top player, top edge players. They have two, maybe three decks that they play with, and it's because they have learned the ins and outs of how those decks work, and they have perfected them. The idea is that this is the perfect deck that works for my playstyle. And so, for Kaiba, he's just power hungry, let me blow things up with a big old blast, and that's all his characters were, were blow things up yeah. with a big old blast. He doesn't think about strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, and that's the thing. It's it's part of what you said early on about how there there's almost I know the Yu Gi Oh franchise, mm-hmm. or at least the anime as a whole, almost never it has strategies, but they're like very loose strategies, yeah, yeah. and there's always only, the person wins because they happen to pull the last card, mm-hmm, right. the perfect card from their deck. That's the whole heart of the cards mentality that the anime always harps <laughs> on about. <laughs> But I can't follow anybody's strategies in this game, <laughs> in this movie. Right. I, I'm tr- and I'm trying. It's like I can. I know that there's only loose rules in the anime. Right. But they still have to follow some rules. And Agreed. I'm sitting there looking at. 
Okay, so Seto is in love with dragons. That's obvious. Yes. Uh, Diva is in love with these weird Egyptian cube monster things All that keep growing and and shrinking, and it's like, and and he only this only works in his dimension doing thing. That's why he pulls it every time. Make my monster grow. <laughs> yeah. And Yugi is doing his thing, but then he's but. But I can kind of go in there because I actually like the looks of all the Dark Magician girls. <laughs> but um, I'm you have to realize I'm a casual viewer. Yeah. I am here to watch giant monsters attack things. And I don't know. And I, and I know there's not a whole lot of lore expressed about the actual individual cards in the show. Because right. that's not the point. So I expect to see lots of different monsters. Not... A horde of dragons from this guy and <laughs> the same five monsters from this other guy. Yugi and Yugi has at least some variety. Right. And there's a part of me that's still going, can we just get Joey Wheeler in here for one fight so we can get killed quickly? I kind of wanted that too. <laughs> because Joey is actually a fairly decent duelist. That's part of his arc early on is Yugi mentoring him right. through the whole thing. That's why by mm. the end of this, he's wanting to be a professional duelist. Mm-hmm. Oh, we Joey. never get to see him actually have a duel in this No, we don't, movies. right? And that's annoying. <laughs> we only ever get to see Seto, Yugi, <laughs> and Diva have a, have duels in this movie. It's like, give me a fourth deck, please. <laughs> Let me see somebody else's pseudo strategy. <laughs> but no, we don't ever get that. So anyway, oh my yeah, gosh. my third like is my third dislike is the strategies of this anime make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, Jacob, what's your third dislike? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I, I'm, I, I've, I, I wrote down two. I didn't have a third. So mine would probably be Joey. <laughs> Joey is just the, he's like, here it is. Here it is. So when uh diva, uh, sends poor poor Joey into you know the what do they call it the plana the plana or whatever we've been calling I it. want to call it the shadow realm the shadow that's realm the, thank that's you that's the crap what it is <laughs> yeah the shadow realm right and it's like oh yeah you're the slow one because he keeps emphasizing me like oh you're the slow one you're the slow one in the group and I'm thinking like to me I'm taking a personal offense to this <laughs> for for a guy who has learned disorders right. a whole bit. No, I, they they've always played Joey as the du- the dumb brick, right. the dumb brick of the character. And obviously, be like he's you know he's, it, it, it doesn't the, the the dog suit doesn't help, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'll be like, dang it, I have a neurological disorder. I'm offended by someone who doesn't talk. But no, actually, no. I, mean, like, I I play along with this so much fun because you know. God Dude, puts I, God puts things in our lives. Let's, we let's be honest. If I didn't think he was fine with it, I would not make. This I know, right? <laughs> oh, believe me, believe me. I, I have so many people in my life that know know how I feel about things and the the approach I do with my Tourette's. Be like, I have so many people who will dig me with it so many times. <laughs> Definitely a lot of younger guys. It is so much fun. But either or, uh, when oh my gosh, it, like I, I I almost found myself being offended by uh diva calling joey slow mm. because i'm gonna like okay he's he's he might not be the the fastest bulb he's not the brightest bulb of the bunch but he's not stupid right no he's not a stupid character he's just be like he he works well, at a different pace or something like that the reason in the anime he was slower to pick up on things mm-hmm. so they could explain the game yeah that makes sense 
that's yeah, that why that's why the character was like that and that and they're just and it doesn't work here mm-hmm. no it by, doesn't by now joey's actually a pretty decent duelist or at least yeah. he was in the anime right yeah because we like they, they, they go on to explain we're like oh when he graduated from high school he's going to go from a professional dueler it's like, okay that's his passion and so when diva keeps calling him slow i'm be like okay are you calling him mentally deficient <laughs> be like are you saying because because he he because there again when you when you have learning disorders you learn at a different pace right and so be like sometimes be like when someone says something you're like huh what are you talking about and for someone like me who has uh, a slight form of uh asperger's which sometimes i don't pick up on social cues mm-hmm. sometimes and uh it's very frustrating and when you get around people who are very um uh very hateful mm. very mean about things because they'll be like what are you stupid or something mm. Be like, because I've had people do that, right? With my Tourette's and also with my uh my Ashburgers, and uh, so I'm like, whoa, wait one darn minute, because I'll be like, for years I struggled with it. I struggled with the I'd be like, oh, you're just stupid, you're dumb, and I know I'm not dumb. I know right. that I'm very much aware of that. And when someone says that, be like, I find myself getting very offended by that. Sure, I'm like, whoa, this guy is not dumber than a brick. So slow down there, diva. <laughs> Be like you, you sound like a TV yourself, so you know, calm <laughs> down. Like you know, go 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 drink an enchilada. Inch, go drink an enchilada. <laughs> enchilada. That's a new one. Go go get yourself your latte. Calm down, and may, maybe for a second, maybe not. You know, picking the guy because he's not he's not the uh, the he's he's not the uh, he's he's the uh, He's the, he's the audience jump into point with characters. Yeah, right. And with this movie, it doesn't really work because they just play him. He's dumber than a brick. Yeah. And obviously he's not. So I just found when Diva keeps calling him, he's the, they don't want to call him stupid. They call him slow. And I was like, okay, I'm getting offended by this. <laughs> so yeah, that's my third. They like Diva. Shut up. I respect that. <laughs> that brings us to the end of, of our likes and dislikes. So we need to rate this thing. Dallas, mm-hmm. what are you rating this movie? I've been thinking about it. Um, I enjoyed watching the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a perfect movie by any means. And so no. can't give it a 10. It's not a terrible movie. So I'm not going to throw no. in the dumpster fire or anything like that. So I'm going to give it a, I, I, I think it's a decent seven, like a seven out of 10. I think it's, you know, it's, okay. You know, if it's on, I'll watch it. I might pull it up on on Amazon Prime and check it out. If I'm just feeling the Yu-Gi-Oh spirit, I might pull it out and watch it or something like that. Um, I legitimately was, after we finished watching it, went, where's my deck of cards from when I was 16 years old? Like, I legitimately asked myself <laughs> that question after watching it. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to place it. Okay, All right. cool. I'm giving it an eight just because how much fun this movie is. Yeah, I get that. Um, it, hmm. Even with the absolute ridiculousness uh, or the, the, the rushness and the lack of tension from the actual fights, mm-hmm. from the actual duels. Yeah. Uh, I still feel it's, it's a fun moment. And there were times where it's like, I, I was hooked on what's, are they actually going to get out of this much? Like I would have been mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. I don't yeah. have the tension, but it's like, how are we going to get through this point? Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to be? And there was, and, and there's still parts of me that's disappointed. It's like you quit the game with 200 life points left. You <laughs> that never, you didn't only finished one game, this entire <laughs> movie, but it's like, it's still a fun movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm giving it an eight. Cause it's just such a fun movie. 
Okay, awesome. I respect that. Uh, I also, well, I have the exact same sentiment as as Drew with this. Uh, be like, I absolutely love this film. There again, not having all the uh, accomplishments, accomplishments when it comes to the to the Yugo series, and uh, I just enjoy it for film itself. I, I enjoy the 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 animation for top. It is just top notch. Uh, it may not be my exact style when it comes to anime, but it's just be like beautifully shot. Be like the styling, the the lighting, the shadow, uh, the the character buildups with this. Definitely when you have kaiba and his obsession with the with the pharaoh and be like wanting to face the pharaoh one more time and you're dealing with yugi and the separation from pharaoh yeah and there I, I i thought it was incredible storytelling and it was like because it was they 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 key on the idea that fit like the pharaoh isn't coming back the pharaoh won't come back mm. because they they've grown you know and become different people they're no longer dependent on each other mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and uh like like you said that yugi has yugi's grown up yugi's become a uh become a become his own person and pharaoh has learned friendship learned humanity through him and then obviously be like and then at the very end where the pharaoh does come back and it's just like you just have all these great moments be like it has some points where it's just like Ugh. it's like okay that's weird or the they they sacrifice uh, story beats and elements to be like oh bigger and badder monsters and ratchet up the uh, the the excitement with the fights and uh, yeah there's just so many great moments in this movie I'm giving it eight it's great uh, I will definitely not be uh, selling this because I just enjoy it it's a wonderful film uh, you don't have to know everything there is about Yu Gi Oh at all in order to enjoy this film. Because it it sets you up with information you need in Word. order to for someone coming from an outside uh, perspective, not knowing a whole lot about Yu Gi Oh. Uh, this is very well done, very well done story, and I'll highly recommend it for anybody. If you're not, if you're a Yu Gi Oh fan or not, if you're definitely for someone who's just be like an outsider looking in, come get this movie, go rent it, watch it, and just enjoy it. You'll probably have some problems with it. You might not know everything like drew's popping all these little things off that i had no idea like <laughs> joey was in a dog suit or he was a dog at one point <laughs> he was he wasn't a dog technically but he was in that role we'll say oh okay he was in that role okay. someone had forced him to be their dog yeah oh okay oh, okay gotcha <laughs> oh, okay interesting so either or i, I don't get all the 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 nice drops from the series or whatever but i enjoy the movie as as itself and i will definitely be keeping it in my collection as my anime as part of my ever-growing expansion of anime movies uh right in in such great parts do this podcast so yeah eight i want to i want to say something you said though is that you don't have to know anything about yugioh enjoy the movie my celeste has never watched yugioh Uh, and she enjoyed watching it also. And they do, uh, legitimately, to their credit, they do a great job of carrying the story in a way so that if you don't know anything about it, you can enjoy it. And I appreciate when a story does mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. That brings us to the end of that review, which means we need to announce our next movie that we're reviewing, which is going to be Belle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trivia for this episode, uh, the, the trivia question for that episode is going to be, the composer for Belle is Ludwig Forsell. 
Every other composer credited on his IMDb are for video games that were directed by whom? So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Hmm. But for now, we need to jump over to the animated series to review some Tangled. And the masters of the universe. All right. Before we get too far into this, Dallas, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen any of this tangled stuff before? No. So you're completely lost as to what's going on. Uh, uh, aside from the few episodes I've heard of you guys reviewing it. Uh, yes, I know that there is a brick road. So obviously there's no dwarves here that they're following. And, uh, <laughs> um, I, I know that, uh, this is Rapunzel and that's the prince and that he has some major little man syndrome going on. Like he's got to be the big guy. Uh, that's about it. Technically, Eugene is not a prince. Not a prince. Hey, he's yeah. a prince color character. He's a thief. He's a thief. He's a thief. Oh. But anyway, I just yeah. want—I just want to touch on that. Just get an idea, <laughs> right? Get an idea as to where you're coming in, coming in on this. So uh, the first episode we're we're looking at tonight is uh, the Forest of No Return, uh-huh. which was directed by Joe O and written by Kelly Hannon. The guest character in this is Kelly Hugh reprising her role as Adira from mm-hmm. uh, the first um, episode of the season. Uh, Beyond the Corona Walls, that's the name mm-hmm. of it. Uh, the synopsis. Well, when the gang gets lost in the mysterious forest of no return, they must rely on the mysterious Adira as their guide. Uh, trivia for this, Adira has gone through the forest once, so she made a map, unless the gang use it. Uh, Eugene got jealous of Adira. Gets, uh, this is actually just more of the thing. Anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> so, uh, Dallas, since you are, don't have any context for where, why they're on this journey, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on this episode? On this episode, uh, I thought it was fun. Like coming in blind, um, it I, I had zero clue what's happening, but it didn't take long to figure out the tropes of the characters, who people were, and and what they did. Um, I, I wasn't sure how much they knew of Adira. Or not at the first, and um, but they do a great job of playing up the characters in a way that you you find out what's going on pretty quickly. Um, I think the the art style is interesting. I enjoy the um, this flat panel, uh, almost storybook drawing that they have that's animated. Uh, there's a few mm-hmm. there's a few people out there that's been doing that lately, and it can be done really really well, or it could be trash. 
and uh, this was really well done. I enjoy. I've been enjoy. I enjoyed watching the animation take place. Cool. All right, Jacob. What are your thoughts on this episode? My thoughts. It's more this episode in itself is a very much a Eugene episode. Yes, uh, Eugene Fitzherbert, or also known as Flynn Rider. Um, it's one of his be like Eugene is one of these guys be like, Oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm the leader of the bunch. Uh, I don't be like, I don't listen to anybody else. Definitely. They're an outsider. And, uh, it's Eugene learning to grow. It's one of his Mm -hmm. developmental, uh, stories, stories. And, uh, I really enjoy it where it's Eugene is like, he's bucking against, um, what's her name again? Adira. Adira. Thank you. I'm terrible with names. Adira, who is be like, just offering your assistance, offering your assistance because she's be like, this is the path you need to go on. Rapunzel has to go to the dark kingdom, uh, has to find, be like, has to do this and has to do this. And, uh, Eugene being the, uh, be like, he's, he's not, he's be like, he's, he's a bullheaded character. He's Mm -hmm. a bullheaded character. And throughout the course of this movie, this episode, he, he learns that humility that it's like, Hey, you dear, uh, Adira knows what she's talking about and be like, it's be like, I, I can't, I can't leave this. Cause I don't know this information. Like, yeah, I grew up in the woods and all this great stuff. Cause he, you know, the, the backstory in this kid, like all the, all the main characters, they give very detailed information mm-hmm. about their backstories and the mm-hmm. whole bit. Definitely. We need the season three. I'm not going to go into which character that is. Cause that spoils everything when it comes to the beginning of season three, hmm. but uh, there, there's a lot of amazing points where it's, um, Adira and Eugene bicker or Eugene trying to buck against her advice. And, and he just winds up it falling on his face with it. I really enjoy that when he finally comes to that, that point of humility, it's like, you know what? This is like, you're, you're the one in charge. Be like, I don't have to be in charge all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really love that growth of Eugene as a character. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to do Tangled series or Rapunzel Tangled adventure as part of TAS, because there again, this is an amazing story. Uh, I would highly recommend going back and uh, watching season one because season one's really well done. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't watched it already, um, but overall, be like, I just really, really enjoyed this episode. Really, really enjoyed it. Drew, you're right in that it is a Eugene focused episode, mm-hmm. but also I feel like Rapunzel has to. Be- she learns a little bit because they're all trying to figure out who this. Yeah. We, we still don't know who Adira is Agreed. at this point. Agreed. Yeah. She's only been in, uh, she only, she only had like three other total appearances. Yeah. One of those is a non-speaking role at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a quick speaking role at the beginning of beyond the Corona walls and then another speaking role mm-hmm. during the fight during yeah. the, uh, the, the, at the end of beyond the Corona walls. Mm-hmm. This is really the first time we're supposed to we're really getting to know the character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, this is the first point where we're actually seeing more of her fun loving side because yeah, we know from the flashback at the beginning of that first of beyond the Corona walls, that yes. she's supposed to be stopping people from going where the black rocks are taking them, but uh-huh. yet she's helping yeah. them get there, which we still don't know why. Uh, so I do. <laughs> yeah, I know you do, but they're not going there. Right. Uh, not yet. We'll get not there yet. when we get there. But uh, I'm I'm so curious as to why she's why why this is her uh, she's going like this. 
Now, I will say, considering a bit of story knowledge that I got accidentally spoiled on when doing research <laughs> for uh, the, the first episode of the season, her relationship with Eugene was very interesting to watch in this. Yeah. So I am curious how much that more that's going to play mm-hmm. into. But yeah, my favorite my favorite series of jokes in this, though, has to do with Shorty. Oh, gosh. every time they come up on that tree. Oh, he looks like my brother, Mert. Hey, Uncle Mert. Mert. Hey, Uncle Mert. Mert. Uncle Mert. That was, we just saw a tree that looked like you. And he gets yeah, the last one. We like, know. Who's, who's Uncle Mert? <laughs> it's like, that, yeah, my uncle who looks whole, like a tree. That whole shebang is like, Shorty, I both love and hate you. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, you're, you're right. Because it'll be like, you, uh, like every character like for the most part, like Rapunzel and Cassandra be like, you, you have these characters, this, be like, there's always kind of some kind of conflict mm-hmm. with this, with this story always. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 there's always great buildup with the conflict between characters. And yeah. I love that about storytelling and uh, definitely when it's done right, when it's done right, when it's done correctly. And uh, they're going to be like, it's, it's threading these little things, be like, there's tension growing between mm-hmm. characters. I love that. Definitely. When you, when there again, knowing what goes on the end of season two and season three and finale yeah. of season three, it's just be like, it's so well done. And I, I, I can't wait to get to certain points. Yeah. And like, ah, anyway, I wasn't done with my point. <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> he just keeps talking and not letting me talk. All anyway, right. no, the other thing I thought was, I felt bad for was for Lance because again, he gets oh my wrapped gosh. up by a spider. <laughs> oh my God. And Lance has arachnophobia <laughs> out the wazoo. That was very bad. When he and said, why is it always spiders? spiders I are... died. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. I was like, Good I feel you, brother. Yeah. And the thing was, I knew even the first time we watched this, because, uh, you know, we're having to go back through this because of mm-hmm. my slow editing. Um, when we first watched this, I, I knew that. Uh, uh, I, no, knowing that they were going to have this is how this episode ended with mm-hmm. them getting attacked by these things. The fact that they, they plug is like, oh, by the way, these uh, I, I remember th- there was a, I knew they were they, I, I appreciate their beauty, but knew that they I shouldn't be. Uh, taken back by because they are actually pure evil. I'm like, yeah, boy, that's telegraphed. <laughs> Just a very hard, a little bit, and, and, and they don't telegraph that bad this often. But it was like it's really weird how it hit here. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's that, that's my thoughts on this particular episode. Are uh, you ready to jump into the next one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, next episode, Free Bird, directed by Tom Caulfield and written by David Schiff. Guest casting this, we've got Christian Borrell as father and Kathy Najimy as mother. And if you're curious where you've heard the name Kathy Najimy before, she is one of the witches in Hocus Pocus. Oh. The uh Dude. The, Mark, the one that's uh rides the uh, the uh vacuum. vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that's wow. right. And they're they're doing a Hocus Pocus three for Disney Plus. Yeah. That's good. Just be cool. Bringing that up. I'm not gonna that's lie. cool. I didn't realize I, that. I pulled that in DB just to see who these who these actors were. And there's some some stellar actors in this. Mm-hmm. Like I, oh, yeah. I didn't oh, realize yeah. that Zachary so. Levi was in this. Uh, Kelly who? Yeah, Zachary Levi is reprising his role from the movie. In fact, every, and, all the characters who are in the movie are reprising their roles for this for the show. I didn't realize yeah. that's that's impressive. That's really impressive. But uh, like just like all those characters, Kelly who played um, 
uh, Adrina. Like I was, I was like, wow, I know her. So I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summary for this episode, the caravan breaks down. The uh, guys all start trying to show off their manly muscles. So Cassandra uh-huh. and Rapunzel go off on an adventure against Cassandra's wishes. They come across a couple in the forest that tells them, hey, if you drink this tea, you'll turn into a bird. <laughs> and uh, they do so for some reason. Well, because Rapunzel's a free spirit. And she yeah. says, hey, that might be cool. And the other guys come in there and they, for some reason, drink the tea, which makes even less sense. Smack. And they all get turned into birds. <laughs> and they have to... And, and and by the end of it, you know, everything turns out hunky-dory. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Getting into the trivia <laughs> for this one. Uh, in this episode, Rapunzel wears her original dress from the epi- uh, from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shorty disappearing into the bush is a reference to the Homer Bush meme from The Simpsons. <laughs> hmm. A character designer, Amanda Jolly, received the 2019 <coughs> Annie Award for Outstanding Achievement for Character Design in an animated television slash broadcast production for her work on this episode. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the episode's title, of course, shares its name with a song by Leonard Skinner. No kid. <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> Uh, Dallas, what are your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I thought this was a fun episode. Um, again, they, every episode that I watched, they brought me into a story of me not knowing who these characters were, but it allowed me to get a real good sense of grasp of what type of characters these were from the get go. And I appreciate that. Um, the, the dialogue between Rapunzel and Cassandra, you're like, okay, there's a friendship there, but she's clearly annoyed with uh, Rapunzel. Um, because she's just like it's like it's the preppy cheerleader with the golf girl i mean that's what it was and uh pretty much <laughs> so but there may be what? a reason for that <laughs> so we're not zip going it, there now but it's it was fun it was <laughs> it was a good it was a good episode um i appreciated the ending where rapunzel uh, sacrifices herself for cassandra mm-hmm. like it serves like it shows her heart like she's not just like oh i'm free to go like she genuinely cares about people and mm-hmm. i appreciated that that whole aspect and then just the turn in cassandra and how she um she responded to that and she was legitimately heartbroken and uh and i gotta like kind of want her to like slash the nose off the the old man after she thought there were no more eggs but you know it was cool <laughs> that would be a cassandra thing but that's yeah like, yeah if it wasn't Disney Channel, she probably would have done I it. I thought four yeah. kids got a hold of it and then went to the shadow realm. I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on this episode? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so this this episode is primarily with a the, the relationship between Cassandra and Rapunzel. And I, I, I love the point where it's, uh, again, I was bringing up the, the, the tension, the character development with these characters, and it's a lot of... Um, like Cass is taking her job seriously. The King is uh tasked her with protecting Rapunzel and with Cassandra, it's more be like, this is just a game to you. It's <laughs> you, you don't take anything seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that back and forth where it's just more Rapunzel's very adventurous. She's a free spirit. But when they get turned into birds, when they get turned into birds due to uh, Rapunzel's curiosity about everything and want to do everything to an extent, it's just be like she comes to the realization that like she's kind of afraid 
that if she she's been locked up in the tower for 18 years and she was locked at you know spoiler for like for season one and like she got she wasn't allowed to leave town for a year. year yeah and so she's 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 spreading her wings you know metaphorically and mm-hmm. literally <laughs> in this uh, one in this episode just to uh and she she starts to learn that it's just like be like she, she knows that Cass is doing this because it's her job and she takes her takes her task seriously and uh like uh you said dallas like the fact that like cassandra is like literally heartbroken when be like there there's no more eggs she can't transform like they can't save rapunzel Mm-hmm. from from the from her bird form mm-hmm. and when she becomes a bird her eyes go black yeah yeah and you know there Which again I like that. if you know anything about season two mm-hmm. those eyes go black i'm like oh my gosh is that a prelude or something we're not going there no, yet. we're not going we're there, not going yet. there I, yet i know i know i know i know we're not to the great tree just yet yeah oh my gosh yeah just keep watching it gets good let's just say that sweet um <laughs> so, so um Yes, be like it's the like general general. I be like just opens like very honest. Be like she's broken because she can't save her best friend, and Shorty comes to the rescue and like poops out an egg. Shorty X Machina, (laughs) yeah, Shorty X Machina. And I was thinking like, oh, he he uh, discharged an egg. I was like, oh, okay, Shorty's gonna be a bird forever. Nope, he discharges (laughs) another one. And it's like, oh, okay, here, here's your day, you know, shorty X Machina. Machina. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to, to, to save the day, which he, the character does every once in a while, does come in and in a pinch comes in and, you know, dissolves the issue with his very odd way. But this, yes. this is a great episode. I love there again. I do. I don't understand why Eugene foot, 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 hand, hook, foot, hook, foot. Thank you. I'm getting it backwards. Hookfoot. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't get Brad Garrett to return for the show except mm-hmm. for one episode. That's why he didn't return his hook hand. That is true. And uh, so his brother came in. <laughs> yeah. So it's just be like, I understand. Be like, yeah, they, the, the guys stumble into the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Mad Hatter scene. <laughs> what that I, is what that is. It's literally a Mad Hatter scene. And it's like, why in the world would these guys, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I like to turn a bird. And, you know, it's that whole. I was like, so one thing I didn't quite get. Yeah, I still don't know why they did it other than just convenience. Eugene's, they're Eugene all is stupid, <laughs> and the other two will just do what they want. What do, he's doing anyway? Uh, exactly. Be like, he's it's the 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 point. I really and, and you can kind of tell from the writing. There's like, there's no way they would do this normally. That's why we're not going to show how they got done. We're just going to say, oh yeah, it happened to to them, right? And also, you, you get and how did Shorty get involved in all this? How did he get turned into a burger? Yes, yeah, exactly. That. We never saw that. Be like, all we saw would be like he goes into the bush and then Pascal follows him. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I, well, Caspal, I guess it's just you and me. <laughs> What's your name again? No, he calls him Caspal. Caspal, that's it. Yeah, Caspal. <laughs> oh my gosh, Shorty. But uh, like you, you could go into the point where it's like the the guys are showing off and the whole bit and be like, oh, oh, it's toxic masculinity. It's like, oh, it's guys being guys. Yeah, like when you get a bunch of guys together, we're just show go- off. Show <laughs> off. We we're goofy. We act like guys, and uh, I, I really enjoy that. Where they they finally get to the point, and it's like, hey, where are the girls? And the uh, Eugene, the the leader of the bunch, is like, hey, like we gotta find the girls. And then they get into the hygiene turn to a bird. And um, yeah, I just really, really, really enjoy what they're going with. And yeah, stay tuned because 
It gets was, crazy. Oh, it gets good and crazy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. my thoughts. On Your this. thoughts on it. Sorry, I ramble a lot in the show. No, really? Squat. Anyway, <laughs> you, you little bird brained yourself. <laughs> uh, Dog brained. So, yeah, uh, a part of me wants to look at this as kind of a filler episode, but it really isn't because we're, we're definitely doing some more establishment of characters, mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah between Cassandra and uh, Rapunzel, because mm-hmm. that's going to come up a lot Uh-oh. going forward. A lot. <laughs> um, I, one of the things I really did appreciate the, in this is, like y'all said, it gets to a point where it's like, how are, you know, Rapunzel goes bird brain by the end of this. Literally. <laughs> now, I thought two things. A, well, obviously bird brain is not permanent since they were able to return yeah. everyone else mm-hmm. to that so if they can find an egg somewhere i mean it's not the end of the world but where's the egg gonna come from and also we know it has to be reversed somehow because a there's a season and a half left of the show yeah plus there's the short that is canon that was on the dvd mm-hmm. so we know <laughs> that she's gonna have to unbird at some point mm-hmm. but i liked how they wait till like the last minute it's like yeah we're gonna pull this tension on you mm-hmm. all the way to the end of this so that uh, you don't know if how they're going to get out of this, even though you know they have to, because, yeah. you know. It's storytelling. It's storytelling. Story yeah. They're going to have to do it at some point. Uh, and, I, I and, and I also love how um, all the characters, when they get turned into birds, you can easily make out who is who. Yeah. Even the people who we only get to see on screen for like a short second that were the other birds, mm-hmm. you can tell how you can see their facial features from In their the human bird. form to their mm-hmm. bird form. And I that's not, that's a lot of hard work to get that to pull off in mm-hmm. two different forms to to make it to make it where it's obviously the same person. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, Eugene's is the weakest. Yeah. Because it's literally just his hair on a bird. Yeah, but much. Well, I mean, like in the the structure of the face, he kind of he looks like Eugene. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, and I guess with Eugene's character as as uh, vain as he is, yeah, just a little, uh, his hair would probably be one of the few things that would make the transfer. Uh-huh. And I love how Hook, and his widow peak. Yes, and I love how uh, Hookfoot uh, <laughs> still, has has, still has teeth that are broken. <laughs> In that and he still has his hook. Yes, and he still has the hook on his foot. It's like that shouldn't be a thing. How did you shrink the hook? How does this magic shrink the hook? That's what I would like to know. But here's a, here's another question. Like Cassandra, throughout the entire episode, uh, she she uses the uh, the 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 seed or whatever to get Owl's attention, which is her owl. Yeah. How does she hold on to that seed? Right. Yeah. When she gets transformed into a bird in order to get Owl into the picture again. Yeah. It's like, how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Cartoon magic. And Owl was just hanging around. It's like, who? Cartoon yeah, magic is correct. Like, okay. I- I'm sure whatever. I don't know what kind of bird Cassandra got turned into. Uh, but. I assume that would be prey for yeah owl, exactly. But the owl owl is smart enough not to attack his ma- his mistress right. Even though now she's technically prey for him. Yeah, hmm. that's it, interesting. That is interesting. It's but, it's 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 it's, lo- it's extreme loyalty. Right. That's why I keep thinking. But I do have one question. What's that? Rapunzel's hair when she <laughs> gets turned into a bird. Yes. Where does it go? She doesn't get long hair coming out of her like she should mm. because that hair has been indestructible yeah. since it came back. That's true. Well, I think it's just more proportionate to the character size. 
but it's, it's not be, there. Oh, it's there. Form. It's in, not, but not even proportionally to the where it is. That even is with, true. Even with part the of brain. the tail feathers. Yeah, that is true. I guess it's just it's just. It's just a weird little thing that I didn't think of until I was sitting here talking right. about it. It's like, where did her hair, where did all that hair go? That because sense. her magic has been impervious. Like I said, it's been impervious to everything yeah. except the black rocks. Hmm. Yeah. This entire time. Exactly. Since, since, the, since her hair came back. So what's going on? But anyway, that's yes. neither here nor there. I think that brings us to the end of I all think so. our episode here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas, Sir. where can they find you at? You can find me. Uh, oh, actually, before you do that, I have one question. I should have meant to ask this because I'm going to take a I'm going to take a uh, line out of uh, uh, I said Rapunzel, but I'm <laughs> trying to say Francisco's playbook. Uh, since you saw those two episodes, does this get you into watching any Tangled going forward? Yeah, I'd be this? interested to check it out. Um, it's less I've been talking about for a while. Me watching the movie. And uh, so yeah, this, I'm 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 definitely interested. Check it out. It was a it was a good story. Um, it grabbed my attention pretty quickly. Um, it was fun. It was just a fun show. I could wa- I could easily see me going. Uh, Celeste, I'm just sitting down on on an afternoon just just to chill and watch a couple episodes just to decompress. Mm-hmm. We have these we have shows that we like to just like. We don't want to think right now. We just want to laugh and have fun. And at these episodes, right. while there's some death to it, they were, they're kind of that vein. So I can see us going back and watching these. I know she wants to watch it. She was actually disappointed that I watched them on my lunch break without her today. So <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Well, she's like, not watching it without me. Well, she, I, know, I think you've told me at one point she'd seen she's seen the movie. Yeah, she's seen the movie. I haven't. So she's gonna if she, if she had watched the show, she would have one very big question if she's not watched any of the show up to this point. And that is where her hair came back from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oof. Because the, the TV pi- the TV pilot does explain that. that. I, yeah. I was actually wondering but if anyway, I've seen screenshots. I know she has short hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh now so, that we've done that. So l- let me let me get this straight. You have not watched Tangled. No. He hasn't watched Tangled. Armawana. It's his favorite Disney movie. It's, it's one of my favorite Disney films oh. of all time. So just just be like, yeah, go watch it, dude. Part it's of, worth it. Oh it's my god! Part of the yes. reason this has been on our to do list <laughs> yes. for a long time. <laughs> yes. So highly recommend go watch Tangled. Totally. Anyway, Dallas, where can we find you at? Yeah, you can find me uh, right here, right now. And uh, no, uh, geekdevotions.com is the website for our our show. Um, and then we uh, we put out weekly devotionals on YouTube every Friday, uh, where we take geek pop culture items like movies, video games, comics, and we just let people know they're loved um we have our facebook page instagram and twitter just look for geek devotions and then of course we have our podcast com talk by geek devotions uh and then we have another podcast called the bottom shelf where we review terrible movies and then we have another podcast called we read allegedly where um a group of folks uh it's kind of like a book club they they look at a, a book and they discuss it and uh it's cool it's a really neat podcast cool cool so when it comes to the bottom shelf, be like, I haven't really caught up with all of them yet. So in your opinion, mm. in your opinion, what's the worst film you've seen so far for the bottom shelf or uh, either yeah. or, um, yeah. <laughs> and why is it avatar? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> the avatar is not the worst thing I've watched now. Um, it's just not, nah, man. The worst thing I've watched was, um, it's a toss-up between the Velocipaster mm-hmm. 
or uh, Fatal Deviation, which is uh, uh, okay Irish kung fu movie uh, that looks like it was Dollar Store Gandalf. I remember this. Dollar Store Gandalf. Uh, the uh, uh, theory are the supposedly they broke their expensive movie camera and they filmed the rest of it on somebody's handy cam. Um, and uh, the best part was the fact that there was a vehicle that rolls off the rolls off a mountain or off a hill and catches on fire. And the thing about it is that was real. They didn't mean to do that. They knocked somebody else's car over the hill and caught it on fire. And that was the best part of the movie. Um, the rest of it was just this dude who wished he was Jean-Claude Van Damme trying to make a movie. Uh, and he just copied every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie ever. So it's terrible. That, that is that's probably the worst movie. That in Velocipaster. Oh my gosh! I, I, I've heard of Velocipaster. Velocipaster. My cousin mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, my my cousin has different views than probably we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's like, "Man, this is a re- it's stupid, but it's a really good film." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And then I keep hearing everybody else. But this is the dumbest thing ever. Oh yeah, it's it's but, terrible. I'm not yeah. watching it again uh, personally. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I have a suggestion for a movie. Oh lord, what is it? Oh no, have no. You, have you heard of the animated quote unquote masterpiece Food Fight? Food Fight? No. <laughs> oh my this, gosh, I have a copy. <laughs> This is essentially Toy Story, but with food, grocery food brands. Oh, I've heard it, about this. It was created. It was record, uh, made back in like 2001, and the footage disappeared, probably due to extortion, and maybe the Russian mafia <laughs> was involved. Wow. And uh, they released what they had, and it looks garbage. This looks like it might be dumpster, your first real actual dumpster fire movie if you'll do it. Uh, and I would be I would be on for that. Yeah, same here. That would be incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. I bought my copy for four dollars. Wow. Do you feel like you ever paid for that? <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I have no idea how it's still in the sura- it's still in the wrap. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. Ninety one minutes. It comes with a free digital copy that uh expired December thirty first, twenty fourteen. Oh my god! And I bought it in like 2018. Wow! <laughs> this is new old stock. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. It's got a uh, Charlie Sheen, Eva Longoria, Hillary Duff, and Wayne Brady in it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Our our next yes, be like yes. If you guys ever do that, we would love to come on. I'll keep that in love mind. <laughs> our next All movie right. that we are reviewing is um, for the Bottom Shelf Podcast is um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's a good movie. And then, uh, and then we're also going to do. That's all I phrase. It's a fun movie. Then we're doing <laughs> Mortal Kombat movie. Annihilation. Less good. Less good. <laughs> Very much less good. So on the docket, we have a whole bunch of other movies that are. We're doing something called Sharktopus. Um, I don't know what it I is. Think- seen that on like an amazon page yeah we're doing we are going to do street fighter at some Not point far from velocipaster yeah and uh we're also going to be doing super mario bros in the future okay oh, okay the movie cool yeah that's 
that's one of those movies I like, but not for the reasons the directors would want. <laughs> mm. Same also, with Street Fighter, which I would be on for also, because oh I've got that on uh, Steelbook. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I got to ask you this. I know. I, I remember watching that. I couldn't stand it. The podcast I know is running real long. But I got to ask you this. Your copy, everyone, my copy, I got a Blu-ray I got from Second Charles, and it looks like somebody had um gotten us a, a dvd copy and then because it was 2015 used zoom software to rip a zoom video and then they burned it on a blu-ray so the menu is non-dynamic full screen but when you start the movie it takes up a square on the on the tv it doesn't take up the whole screen it's a square uh I have not looked at it, but it is the Shout Factory release, oh. and it's Shout Factory usually does a better job about these things. Yeah. just curious. They usually are pretty good about you know at least doing a new rip, a new scan, <laughs> and doing something. They did say it, it does say it's been digitally remastered. Nice. So this may be better than that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's. But that's... I admittedly have not put the disc in the drive yet. I will say that uh, it did come with bison dollars. Ooh, bison dollars. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Look at you, sir. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, if only that was a cryptocurrency going somewhere. Uh, <laughs> it's not NFTs. In, anyway, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh I'll get, we'll catch you next time for Bell and for the next two episodes of Tangled. In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And Dallas. <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at G George 759. His Twitter at G George 759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at the Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at the Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell, with a single L. Oh,